This is Evil Dick, winner of Big Brother 8 and self-proclaimed asshole on the Below the Belt Show. The Below the Belt Show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Right, guys, it's time for another episode of BTV Below the Belt Show in the Mother of House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, host of the most here for your weekly pleasure. And there's more noise being generated by the general in the background. But nonetheless, let's go and introduce the panel. He's already uh, made his presence known, which wasn't a common presence. But it, ironically, he's called the man with a uh, common presence. But that's a, is, that's very studio specific, I think. <laughs> he, he is Mike the General Zod. Well, as always, it is great to be here, and I love to uh, to have my little uh, have my little moments of levity as I do things like realize the closet's open, which right, which is, is always great for. We video. don't want to see all your sex dolls in the exactly, in the closet, right? exactly. <laughs> my special toys are only for very specific, uh, very right. specific audience. And why you guys the, aren't. Why was the doll wearing um, a Wonder Woman costume? Well, uh, I guess you're gonna have to subscribe to my OnlyFans if you uh, want to find out. <laughs> Holy All right, let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, another BTB favorite. She is affectionately known as Your Grace, and most recently known as Miss LST, the one and only Morgan Fabulous. What's up, Morgan? Hey, nice to be here per usual, and you may call me Your Grace. Yes. Or LST. <laughs> right. But, <yeah. laughs> but we don't need to explain that one again, guys. We actually have a new voice, a new personality joining us on Below the Belt show. She was a part of an incredible pre-recorded interview with Big Brother house guest extraordinaire, Howie Gordon. And we're going to bring her on Below the Belt show for the first time. She's the one and only Kristen Michelle. Yeah. Hello. Below the Belt Show. <laughs> I think welcome. it's really awesome, and it's a small world that um, Kristen Morgan, myself, we've known each other for years. Um, and um, Mike the General Zod, your sister, and Morgan went to the same sorority, so it's kind of very <laughs> yeah. ser- very serendipitous uh, 
uh, panel. Uh, Small <laughs> to more. It is. Yeah. And I was Greek life at Towson, too. So yeah, yeah. Probably, I know that one. Well. Different how. sorority yeah. or same sorority? Dif- different sorority, but. <laughs> so you know. she probably, probably knew my sister. She yeah. probably knew Holly, yeah. So what, yeah. Is, what are the, um? Who, who had the better sorority? <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> Honestly, if you were part of the elite, which was Greek life in general, you know, okay. it was you were just in a different caliber. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, wow. Do you guys know um, any? Do you have any cool uh, college stories? Stories from like your days in Towson? That might yes, be but, but uh. They don't need to be shared. I was saying none that I could, you know, formally disclose if I wanted to remain gainfully employed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, Kristen, I just remember like the big thing was when they would rent those buses, like school buses from oh. Towson, and it was like when power plant i feel like was just getting big like uh, baja beach club oh and, like, snap like Ooh, that was like, a big wow, thing and we would get all dressed up and wearing wearing like stuff that just like is not even worn today and like <laughs> people would be like bringing their road sodas and these weren't the nice these weren't the nice buses so like if someone had to go to the bathroom, they were like peeing in the back or like throwing. Oh, yeah. I just remember it was, it was all it was all happening. And like if you didn't make the bus home, like it was a whole ordeal. You had to get a cab and like Jimmy cab. Like yeah. that was Uber whole, and Lyft, right? No Uber, <laughs> yeah. there no Lyft, no, Lyft, no, no Uber. There was no find my iPhone. Like I remember many oh. times. Having to call Jimmy Cab, being like, I left my Motorola Razor. <laughs> I have the Razor too. Oh my God. Oh, you, God. Were, you were wearing next to nothing because, yeah. God forbid, you had to take your jacket oh, with you. Because you'd, you'd lose it or you'd leave it. Yeah, you'd lose it, you'd leave that. So that's why, you, yeah, that's why I decided to wear the itty bitty dress in winter weather. <laughs> so that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, nonetheless, it's great to have everybody uh, reunited here on Believe the Belt Show. So with the with the death of like the Baja Beach Club and what, uh, were, what were what were places like that too, like Bohagers and Hammerjacks, uh, Hammerjacks. Times one, two, and three, yeah, four, and five. Where do where do the kids go these days, or at least in pre-COVID times? Um, well, you have your staple, I, you know, Federal Hill. You have your staple Fells Point. Yeah, yeah. it's not quite and, the same. But, no. but mm-hmm. there's no, um, and like even Towson, like the Crease Rec Room. Uh, rec I'm room. sorry, but have you Tuesday seen Tuesday nights at the Rec Room? Was it Thursday or CVPs? CVPs yeah. is a cry from what we had to deal with. It smelled like it's all, all the time in there. Now it's oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Like two stories, di- like. Well, and everything is different, and like, and I don't even think people can get away with fake IDs anymore. Yeah, you can. So like, that's a that's a whole nother as a whole nother thing because you could get in, you could get in downtown at those places, whatever. And then it was like, as people started getting sick or going to the hospital, then it was like they started cracking down. But like, 
But back in town, like I remember in Towson, Crease, CVPs, et cetera, you could pretty much get in anywhere. And so like now it's like, that's not a thing. So I think, yeah, I think people go to, you know, Federal Hill, Canton, but like, yes. I don't how do think. You under, how do you drink when you're underage these days? Either know somebody. Or you yeah. Call your older party. brother, older sister, older cousin, older yeah. neighbor, whatever you got to do, man. That's what I did when I was 20, you know? Got to do what you got to <laughs> do. I had a man. fake ID. I remember. Yeah, so did I. Everybody at Hopkins had the exact same New Jersey fake IDs. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was one guy who made them all. And uh, at Hopkins, there was a bar called PJ's that was right across the street. And it was so obvious the bartenders realized that all of these exact right. same New Jersey IDs had to be fake. But, yeah, it was wow. totally well, different Well, that's time. the different times now. And here we are in COVID era world um, talking on Below the Belt Show. So uh, I think this is going to be a really fun show tonight, guys, from top to bottom. Um we have a very special um, call-in guest later in the program. She is, um, man, um, she is a longtime actress, has a career spanning decades in Broadway and uh, the big screen, the small screen. She's a voiceover actress on the long-running Rugrats animated series, which is actually getting reboot in 2021. Um, and she's got a memoir coming out in early 2021 as well. Uh, Melanie Chartoff will be joining <laughs> BTB. Um, awesome. You might remember her from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. That's the, where I remember her from. Uh, Parker Grace, Lewis. Grace Musso. Exactly. Was the principal. Um, and I'm glad you watched Parker Lewis. So you can <laughs> definitely, uh, I, I don't recall that show at all. I remember her, her thing on there was her character. It was supposed, she was supposed to be like the evil principal or something like that, always trying to... Was she also um, promiscuous as well? Like sexual Yeah, promiscuous? I think, I think okay. she was. And she did this thing where she like did this like thumb, this like, you know, you're out oh. type thing with her thumb like all oh, the time. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, that was very yeah. Well, we hope she'll give us a, um, a thumbs up or whatever uh, a little later in the program. So we're excited to have her on. And of course, Chris and I conducted an interview with Big Brother All-Star. I call him All-Star because he was in big, the original All-Stars, Big Brother 7. He was also in Big Brother 6 the previous year. And he, he was just a lot of fun, wasn't he, Kristen? Oh, my gosh. Such high energy. So much Oh, my God, right? <laughs> he has so much energy. My God. Yeah. I wonder how many cups of espresso he had before uh, doing a below the belt show. But he's a weatherman now in um, in Alaska, of all places. So, um, But, yeah, we're going to we're gonna uh, hear that at the midway <laughs> so point. That's pretty of the much. It's cold. It's yeah. snowing. <laughs> <laughs> More yeah, they, cold tomorrow. They already got, they already got some snow there uh, over in yeah. Alaska. So, guys, um, lots of stuff going on in the world of entertainment. So let's start with everything going on in movies. Um, Your Grace, um, I know that um, the movies are a big deal. I know we got to see Unhinged yeah. not God, too long was, ago. Which, that was so fun. I mean, yeah. I had a good time, but that movie was... It was like, one of those was theaters on, that you had to see. I was on Edge. Yeah. yeah. Movies, uh, oh, sorry, films that you had to see in the theater. Yeah. For sure. But um, it's good to see new movies started because Tenet was like the number one movie for the, like the longest time. Al, did you see that yet? I finally, yeah, I saw that. That was one of the 
first movies I saw, um, you know, during I, this. I thought it was Pandemic. New Mutants was the yeah, first one you saw. Well, New Mutants was the first one, yes, but um, uh, a tenant I believe was was pretty much the second one, yeah, and then the third one was Unhinged. So I've only been to the theater three times, um, but I guess that's more than a lot of people. A lot of people haven't wanted to. Um, yeah, the I haven't. Yet. The last time I went to the theater was with you when we saw Birds of Prey in February. Yes, Birds mm-hmm. of yeah. Prey. Yes. So, but honestly, well, it was the newest. It was us, right? It was. Out. It was me, you, Matt, and there might have been like two other people in the theater, right? Right. It was really dead. So yeah, it's like uh, it was you know, nice. We had it to ourselves. Yeah. Gotta feel bad for some of the theater owners, um, but yeah, Honest Thief with Liam Neeson. Um, that's the number one movie, and um, uh, The War of Grandpa is now the number two movie. We mentioned that last week. Robert De Niro's family film, family friendly film. And Tenet is now the number three movie, but which is crazy. Old movies are now the top of the box office now. You have Nightmare Before Christmas in fourth place and Hocus Pocus wow. in fifth place. So peop- it's crazy. I-, I knew I would never think that we would see old movies like Nightmare Before Christmas and, and uh, Hocus Pocus in like the top of the box office. It's insane. It's insane. Changing world. Changing yeah. world. I think COVID too has got people in yeah. like a state of nostalgia, you know, it's yeah. and you know, Hocus Pocus is getting rebooted. So that certainly helps. I mean, Hocus Pocus That's is right. Old. It is like, it's yeah. great. They, so. They're both on Disney plus too, both Hocus yep. Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas. So it must yeah. be something about, I don't know, combining that nostalgia with, uh, get actually getting out but still having this like really familiar experience it's why it's these movies that people have seen before but they still want to to do that i mean it's the only explanation i can think of yeah hocus pocus is actually getting a reunion special called in search of the Mm -hmm. sanders sisters at hocus pocus hulaween takeover hulaween on october 30th um yeah that out um if you're a fan of the show um, there's a lot of movies that are being moved. We talk about this pretty much every week due to the pandemic. Ghostbusters Afterlife will not be released until June 2021 now. Um, I was really looking forward to this Afterlife uh, for Ghostbusters because it, w- it wasn't going to be the the hokey, like Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones version of, of Ghostbusters, which a lot of critics didn't like. Um you know, and speaking of the Ghostbusters, well wishes go out to Rick Moranis. Uh, I think we failed to mention that last week that he was like randomly attacked in New York, mm. and uh, luckily he is okay. But I don't know, it was, it was pretty. Uh, the, the fact that you know, it was random, it was just like a thug, just in a hoodie, just like you know, walked up behind him and punched him in the back of the head. Um, and he had obviously pressed charges, but they still cannot identify i mean they have clear photos of him from the security cameras but they still haven't made an arrest into the attacker but uh, yeah i know right rick moranis of all people man you know honey honey i shrunk the kids you know the original ghostbusters movies i mean the flintstones parenthood he's been in a lot of you know classic films Mm -hmm. he's actually making his return in the honey i shrunk the kids a sequel called shrunk which is going to be on disney plus so yeah um but yeah new york city is actually um uh, i'm sure a lot of people in new york are happy that the movie theaters are reopened now in new york because i think new york was one of the last cities 
to open the movie theaters here in the DMV. Luckily, we've had movie theaters open for quite some time. New York is just getting them opened. Uh, and I believe this Friday, um, New York City uh, movie theaters can now open. So that's a good thing. Totally cool thing. Um Upcoming movies you can see in the theaters. Uh, one includes All My Life. Uh, we actually had Joseph Poliquin on. He's one of the actors in this film. He has a smaller supporting role, but that's a uh, romantic comedy with Harry Shum Jr. and Jessica Roth. Um, look out for that one. Also, um, there is uh, another film with Sienna Miller called Wander Darkly. Uh who stars along Diego Luna um, and uh, pretty interesting uh, plot line. Um, basically they're wondering if they still love each other because when tragedy strikes, she is forced to examine her existence while wandering through limbo and the afterlife. Okay. That sounds really, mm. really, really, as you like heavy. to say, Marty, heavy, right? Heavy. <laughs> heavy. <laughs> it's surreal, but heavy at the same time. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to check that out. Um, all right. Big comic book movie news, guys. Um, Jared Leto, who starred in Suicide Squad, will be returning in Zack Snyder's cut of the Just- of Justice League, which I'm really looking forward to. Hopefully, uh, they'll undo a lot of the negative aspects of Jared Leto's Joker. I mean, I feel bad because a lot of people clowned, no pun intended, on his uh, portrayal of... <laughs> <laughs> the Joker, um, and people praise Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, yeah. um, but so they're actually going to be shooting new footage. Initially, they they were just going to do post production and keep all of the footage that was shot that Joss Whedon didn't use after he took over from Zack Snyder. But this is not the case. They're actually have to shoot some new stuff to incorporate that into. From now, it's a four hour movie. Uh, split into four episodic episodes. Uh, four huh. episodes. Yeah. Okay. What's so that airing like on? A... What was that? What's I was going to say, what's that airing on? What, what channel? Yeah, uh, it's so going to be on HBO Max. Yes, on mm-hmm. HBO Max. It, surprisingly, they're skipping the theater run, which I agree with. It's a four-hour movie. Yeah, how, long, how long was the original cut of Justice League? It was like two hours and ten, like ten or twenty Yeah, minutes. that sounds about so, right. That's a huge amount of new footage that they're putting in. Yeah. And yeah. It's almost like they're making a sequel to it. Well, there's a lot of footage that wasn't used as well. Okay. Because as okay. you know, um, Joss took over and didn't use um, any of Zach's stuff. In fact, Zach said he's not using any of Joss's stuff. It's good because, you know, it's pretty wow. much a hybrid. The hybrid of both their movies, what you saw. Okay. That's why it seemed disconnected and it really showed. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I look forward to that. The Batman uh, resumed production. As you know, they had that COVID-19 scare with Rob mm-hmm. Patterson contracting COVID. But they're in production now. They're actually borrowing the same technology for The Mandalorian, where they're building a virtual set around uh, the actors, which, you know, it does. It helps with post-production time because you already have the virtual set right behind. You don't have to do that in post anymore, you know. Um, so that's kind of cool. But uh, General, I know you know something about this character because he is in the DC universe. But it's a project called Static Shock. Yeah. Um, written. Uh, it's going to be produced by Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not familiar with this character. What do you know about Static Shock? 
Okay, Static Shock, and I, I know <laughs> a fair amount about him, actually. He's a... Uh, I knew you would. Back in the uh, back in the early 90s, um, DC put out this other, like, this, like, specific line of comics called Milestone that was supposed to be, like, catering to, like, uh, ca- catering more to, like, African-Americans. Oh, okay. And um, it had it had a bunch of characters in it, and one of them was Static. He was just called Static back then, okay. and uh, he was kind of like you know can control electricity, and he was kind of like Spider Man. He had kind of like a Spider Man vibe to him because he was like a teenager, and he made a lot of jokes and things like that. And I think there was a cartoon of he had a cartoon for a while. That's in, right, actually. In the early two thousand, there was a Static yeah. Shock animated series. You're right. Yeah, so, I mean... His electromagnetic powers, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, man. Well, yeah. well, we'll have to see what Michael B. Jordan, uh, as a producer, yeah. which I'm guessing he might even star as the main character. I guess it wasn't... No, he, he probably won't. He's he won't? Old. Okay, I, I got would, it. I wouldn't think he would, because it's he's supposed to be like a high schooler. Got it. Okay, well, that makes sense. Um, but maybe in some other capacity he'll be in the film. Yeah. I mean, he, and he's, um, he's already done enough comic book stuff. I mean, he's been two, right, two you know, major comic right. characters. Yeah, that's a good point. So he, yeah, so obviously we all know him from Black Panther. And then did he do another DC? Um, yeah, he was, he was the camera? Human Torch. He was the Human Torch in that. That's right. In the terrible, in the, fantastic, in the failed, yeah. fantastic re- four reboot. That's right, dude. I totally, yeah, I know. People said it was so horrible. I, I because I heard it was so bad, I never even bothered to watch it. You know. <laughs> It's <laughs> yeah, one of those deals there. Um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness, uh, another upcoming Marvel film, has a new cast member, um, Zocatil Gomez. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, but um, uh, she was in Netflix, The Babysitter's Club reboot. Um, and yeah, she's that- like a, she's a Hispanic teenager, right? Yes. Yeah, there's uh, all sorts of rumors about the character that she's going to play in it. Yeah, have they? Con- no, it looks like they haven't confirmed it. What, what do you? What character do you think she's going to play? <clears throat> she might be playing this character named America Chavez. Okay. Who is? Um, she's like a like a teenage superhero in the Marvel universe, who, and it ties in with the whole multiverse thing because her thing is she could travel between dimensions. Hmm. What? I bet you're 100% right, and it wasn't even in my article. <laughs> I don't even need this. This news, I guess, yeah. I guess you. not. Yeah. I ask you for the answer. Sometimes I, I can it. use my nerd powers for good. Your <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grace, I'm sure you're a big Disney fan. You saw the trailer for Raya or Raya and the Last Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, that it looks just good. dropped. It just dropped. Um, General, did you get a chance to see it? Um, Kelly Marie Tran. Um, from Star Wars, um, but it's new trilogy mm-hmm. is voicing the main character. Um, looks pretty dope, and looks like we have another princess cosplay that we're gonna see. And I, I guess you know, um, she seems like a pretty badass character. Um, and uh, yeah, and look pretty cool. The trailer looked really rad, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. Also, um, Disney's producing Peter Pan and Wendy. And they mm-hmm. just cast a new actress to play Tiger Lily. And looks like Disney is uh, staying woke and casting a Native American actress to play a Native American role. Um, Alyssa Wapantanak. 
okay. Yeah. So they've uh, done so many Peter Pans now. Like, I mean, I love the story. Like, I love the original story of Peter Pan. Like, I have the book, like the classic book. Okay. I love the original. Like, I love the original Disney cartoon. I I've seen the play. Um, I really liked the version they did in like I think the early 2000s um I really liked that version and then I saw I mean obviously and I loved Hook yeah but then I saw the most recent one that they did where I guess it was like the story of like how Peter Pan became Peter Pan and it was okay but like I just feel like every couple of years they're like another Peter Pan like another <laughs> I don't know like, <laughs> You know, Disney's going to do a live action of every animated movie that you loved. So it's just going to happen, you know, with the Right, you know, but what I'm saying is there's already been like, there's been like three live ver like. Oh, there's already been? You're saying there's too many. There's um, been Peter Pan, which was like in the early 2000s, I think. Yeah. And there was well, oh, a book before that. Right, right. And there was Pan. I mean, and they're all <laughs> a little bit different, but. Uh, yeah, well, Hook, was, Hook was way different though than the other stories. Yeah, but, but it's still like all tied into the same, you know. Okay. But I, I love just, Hook. I love Hook. It's such a good I, movie. Yeah, Bangarang for sure. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the live action version of Disney's Robin Hood with a fox. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I would one, right? be so yeah. excited to see that. That one's That'd coming up. Little really Mermaid. Good. Yeah. Little Mermaid's another one that's coming up. So right. yeah, when that's been pushed like so many times. I think have it has they even been, started yeah. filming that. I yeah. believe they have. Yeah, I believe they have started oh. production. Yeah, I don't know if they finished it before COVID hit or they still have to do more. I'm not sure about that, but I know that they it's fully cast and all that good stuff. So this is another sh uh, movie. Speaking of what you're saying, Morgan, why are they doing another one? Is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie? They want to do a yeah. reboot of the reboot again because I guess the 2017 film um, didn't um, do well. Um, so they're now going to try to do it again with another film and another television show. They had a 2017 uh, film. Maybe that's a telling story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. successful. That's why it wasn't successful. You know, the... Uh, Zachary Montgomery from Stranger, Stranger Things was one of the uh, Power Rangers in that in that film. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, weird. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Again, I haven't seen it, so that's that's another thing. So this is another franchise that's just gonna keep dragging to the ground. Fast and Furious just announced that they're gonna go all the way to eleven. That's God. Nine's already um, in the can, so they're gonna shoot two more. Fast and Furious. I mean, they got to go to space next, or where, where can they go next? I mean, it's going to be like, now that's what I call music version, you right. name it. <laughs> We're just going to drag this one into the I ground. Know. Why, not, why not stop at an even number 10, but they want to go to 11 for some damn reason. Well, you're, you're, exactly. if you're printing money, then why stop printing money? That's uh... Yes, but I don't know, man. You know, like Vin Diesel's fifty-five years old, man. You know, it's like yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know. I don't know. I mean, you just have to know when to to tap out, I guess. But uh, I mean, is, that, the, is the Rock going to be in in uh, in the, the Rock sequels? The, the Rock will be in the next one. John Cena. 
Mm-hmm. Be in the next one, which is really exciting for wrestling fans because the Cena, John Cena and The Rock will be in a movie together, in a in a big movie together, you know, which is awesome. Um, he's gonna make his debut as Jacob, the newest villain, and Dom's younger brother. Interesting. John, John Cena has better acting chops than I would have thought he would. He did. It's good. Like, isn't it? He's good. Yeah. He's actually been good in most movies I've seen him in. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, some people surprise me. Like, like Cena. I mean, you know, obviously The Rock. I mean, he's already seasoned. You know, he's been acting forever. Um, Fifty Cent um, is another one. I saw Den of Thieves. Our boy aligns in it. Um, Beckwith. But uh, Fifty Cent is jumping into a horror. A horror movie space, and it's a three-feature fi- uh, film deal with Eli Roth, and uh, so it's a it's a dollar fifty deal. It's a dollar fifty deal. <laughs> that was yep. terrible. I'm That's sorry. Sad. I'm sorry for making yep. such a bad joke. <laughs> it's it's a great joke. I love it. <laughs> fifty cents for three films, man. Um, so Harrison Ford's gonna do a comedy film. I don't think Harrison's done too many comedy films. He's doing one with Ed Helms called "The Miserable Adventures of Bert Squire Aboard the Horn High Yo." Okay, that's a long. Title. Um, it revolves around a family man uh, portrayed by Ed Helms, who is in a midlife crisis, who embarks on what he hopes will be a dream sailing vacation, ends up shipwrecked with Harrison Ford's character as the sea captain. Huh. Cool. Oh man, Kim Kardashian's going to be in a movie, and oh god. I mean, okay, so the Kardashian show is finally ending that's that's good news in 2020 today's but, today's her 40th birthday and it's her for, and it's her birthday so i shouldn't be too harsh happy birthday i mean i'm not a huge fan so i don't but uh she's I doing all, concur <laughs> she's doing voiceover work for um an animated paw patrol movie and this is a show that my, nep- my, my nephew loves paw patrol i'm sure he's gonna watch this but they're doing a movie um there's <clears> big <throat> names attached uh Kim Kardashian, Jimmy Kimmel, Tyler Perry, Randall Park, Dax Shepard. Well, are, is, she, I mean, is, her, she, is she playing, like, is she actually acting, or is she playing a, a puppy that's pretty much just going to be Kim Kardashian? She's going to voice a character. As far as I which mean, her, character, I don't know. her kids probably like the show, so I'll give her that if she's doing it because of the children. But There you go. Yeah, but it's I voice mean, cast. It was confirmed as voice cast. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I mean, it's probably like similar to like, you know, when they have a lot of celebrities appear on The Simpsons where they play themselves. Yeah. Yes, They're not really yes. acting. They're just. Right. Uh, true. I think it almost would be better in that regard. Like if exactly. then she's playing a puppy and she's trying exactly. to actually voice act because you do need some skills, you know, for those type of positions. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this is, as you know, Hollywood does like to get political, um, and, uh, the Avengers, the cast of the Avengers are the latest group in Hollywood to support, um, Joe Biden and hosted a virtual fundraiser. Well, they are heroes after all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don Cheadle, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, um, uh, Paul Rudd, Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana, um, have joined the Russo brothers for Q and A and trivia. And the fundraiser um, actually took place yesterday. Yep. Um, and you can donate to the jo- Joe Biden Victory Fund. Um, 
if it happens, I guess, right? The victory, it's got to be a victory for the name to be accurate, I guess, right? Um, um, so a lot of people were teased by this Bruce Willis um, commercial, which ended up just being um, a commercial for batteries. Um, they saw Bruce Willis as John McClane, and um, they saw this ad that looked like it could have been a new upcoming um die hard movie but no it wasn't it was simply um john mcclain <laughs> promoting, for batteries yeah the die hard batter uh uh the the car batteries die hard in a two oh, minute okay. so yeah so <laughs> oh man i'm moving on to netflix guys um wow we're gonna see the one and only chadwick boseman's final uh, film uh, on Netflix. It's called um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's a jazz, jazzy, soulful musical drama. Um, Chadwick stars along Viola, Viola Davis. Um, trailer looks really, really good. Um, it takes place in 1920 Chicago. And um, yeah, I mean, um, again, I mean, this is um, you know his swan song. This is his final film, guys. So I'll be watching for sure as a fan of um the one and only chadwick boson black panther wakanda forever man mm-hmm. for sure have they shown uh, any like publicity stills from that movie yet i think they have yeah um, i think they actually are out how, there how, how is chadwick looking in that movie? he was so already I, thin he was looking thinner yeah, yeah. there was something on like facebook today there was like a preview for it like and some one of the comments was like Oh, like he already looks so thin there. Like we wish we had a nut we had known or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I so I think it was I I didn't see it. I just was like reading the comments like quickly but I was, you know, working. And I was right. like, Oh, that was I was really <laughs> sad. Like somebody was like, Oh, this is really sad. Like you can see how thin he looks, like wish we had known. And I was like, Oh, it's sad. So yeah, I mean, it definitely is, especially a lot of times you don't know if actors are necessarily losing weight for the part or right. for the role. Yeah. And you don't know a lot about the movie going in. Christian um, Bale lost a lot of weight for his one movie. 50 Cent did, yeah. yeah. Lily, Lily Collins lost weight for her role in To the Bone. Um, yeah, so the actors do it all the time. I mean, yeah, our guest uh, just a little while ago, um, Dan Foger, who played Luke on Walking Dead, he, he lost a ton of weight too. So it's like, yeah, so at first you're just like, okay, you know, maybe it's for a role, but then yeah, mm-hmm. we we found out sadly that it was cancer. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also on Netflix, um, so there's a movie uh, shooting in Philadelphia that uh, shout out to Harry Loftus casting handling casting for that. Um, it's um, Adam Sandler's next uh, comedy film, stars uh, Queen Latifah, Robert Duvall, and Ben Foster. Isn't, and, isn't uh, our friend Lion in that too? I uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say on 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 the air or not. Um, I, oh, okay. <laughs> you, might to, you might have to edit this out. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. I don't know. I, well, people get weird about working on set if it's not released yet, so or if it hasn't been made public. But uh, it's a basketball film, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it, so it has uh, some NBA, NBA players in it. Uh, Juancho Jarama Gomez, um, Jordan Hall, um, yeah, it's, you know, a few names. Um, let's see. Also on Netflix, um, wow, two vampire-based um, shows. One is a 
comedy with Jamie Foxx. It's called Day Shift. Okay. Jamie um, Jamie Foxx is a vampire. A vampire comedy. So he plays okay. a a blue collar dad who wants to provide a good life for his eight year old daughter, and um, his real source of income is that he's a vampire slayer. So is this like a take oh, on, okay. on Buffy, I guess? He's a slayer, so it's a hunt, hunting and killing <laughs> vampires, yeah. So and that's like a blue collar job, like. That, uh, well, his blue, yeah, that's like, you know, the, the what Clark Kent at the, at the Daily Planet, you know, was kind of like that job to to hide his. Oh, right. like like secret identity. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. His his day job. Yeah, so it's called day shift. So there you go. I think that that's an interesting title um there's also gonna be a vampire drama called first kill with emma roberts uh, who's gonna star in it um it's based on a short story of the same name by victoria schwab um it's a young adult oh. novel are you familiar I've, with Your Grace? she's i've read a lot of books by her um yeah she's a very good she has a she has a couple trilogies that I've read. Are they all, um, writes, are they all vampire based? No, the ones um, I wrote a I read a set of trilogies by her. They're called like a a darker shade of magic. They're fantasy, but about like time travel and okay. uh, I read them like last summer. They're very good. Um, but I know she has some vampire books, but I haven't I haven't read that one. Okay, um, she, cool. She's a she's a like an award winning um okay fantasy. I guess I guess it's young adult, but I mean her, the book. I, I'm looking at them right now. I've the the three books like right yeah. over there. They're very thick. So, are you like, gonna be not, are you gonna be tuning into it? The new show. I mean, I like vampires. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? I'll, I'll I know. add it to my list of all. Add, add it to the like, queue. Need to watch. <laughs> So many things. Oh man, uh, Kristen Bell is going to be in a limited series on Netflix called "The Woman in the House." Um, she's a uh, she plays the protagonist Anna. Um, so basically, this is interesting. So she every day is the same for her. She sits with her wine, staring out the window, watching life go by without her. And a handsome neighbor moves in across the street. Anna starts to see the light at the end of the tunnel until she witnesses a gruesome murder, or did she? So it's the uh, mm. that is a log line of that one. Um, yeah, just like um, rear window, rear window. That's there. The, you go. Yeah. 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 Very <laughs> good. Very very good. Um, HBO The Wires. Dominic West will be joining The Crown on Netflix um, as Prince Charles. Yep. For the final two two seasons of the Netflix drama. He doesn't look a thing like Prince Charles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, uh... it's really um I mean did Elizabeth uh, did Claire Foy look like a young Queen Elizabeth? Did did Olivia Cole well, Olivia Coleman might be a little closer to to her, I think. Um And to... also, I mean, Dominic West is kinda getting long in the tooth too. I mean, unless they're going for uh, <laughs> yeah. unless they're going for well, the a crown, modern well, day well, Prince the crown, Did you know the crown um goes from the young um young queen elizabeth to you know middle age to older yeah it goes yeah so by then prince charles would be at the appropriate age i think right okay i mean 
You'd have thought, like, you know, because it's, yeah. it's it, okay, if they're not going to do, like, a little stint in, like, the late 70s or 80s when Prince Charles was in his 20s and 30s. But, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure the uh, the timeline exactly, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And if you're a fan of Hilary Swank, sadly, her um, sci-fi series, Away, um, got canceled. Um, I always wanted to watch the show. It was in my to-watch list, you know? <laughs> Um, so do do you I, think do you think Hillary Swank is hot? Not conventionally, no. That's like, <laughs> that a, was that's like the running. That's that like was a the thing on the thing. office. It was a whole was, episode yeah. of The Office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Did they? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they had yeah. a huge debate about whether Hillary Swank is hot or not on The Office. Oh wow! And every oh, time took, I think about you, that. Do you think she took offense to that? You know, I thought about that too when I was watching it. Yeah. She actually, she said she was flattered by it, just like to be the topic of conversation. She, I think, took it very well. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm glad. Oh, I'm did. sure they 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 must have cleared it with her before they they yeah. did that. And yeah. it just it just shows. I mean, like you so. Know, you... Sorry, back to the show. So they're not re- There's no second season. No second season. Yeah, they decided to cancel six weeks I after. I really the wanted to know what happened on Mars. So, oh, so you already wrapped? You already uh, saw the episodes? Yeah. Not really. So, you know, don't you hate it when they do that and they leave a big <clears throat> cliffhanger? They yeah. did that with Glow. I'm pissed. Uh, Chachi and I are very pissed off that they're not getting a fourth season of Glow to wrap everything up. And now with Away, oh yeah, that's a terrible. show. The show I wanted to watch wrap, is Away. Just wrap and, it up. Just just wrap it up for the fans, it, you know. So I, I liked it. It was not something I would have normally watched. Okay. Uh, but I got pulled into it, and then I was hooked on it. So, so in the cliffhanger, I enjoyed it. In the no, cliffhanger, I, she gets she arrives to Mars. I mean, I guess I just spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> but like throughout the whole thing, you're like you're on edge because like right. all these things happening, no one's ever been. She's got a family, like, and you learn about all the other, like, I actually really liked it because you learn about all the other people on the ship, and it's like this hodgepodge of people. I I actually really liked it, and I was like, okay, like, season two, we'll see, like, right. some other stuff, but, all right, one less thing to watch. Yeah. keep it moving. <laughs> well, I know what you're definitely going to watch. Most of us here on the panel will watch. Season two of The Mandalorian. They just dropped yeah. the second trailer. Yes. You finally, you finally see the trailer, General? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, well, I last did. time, last time yeah, you did. Yeah, I know, I know. But I they know, just dropped the, they just dropped the second one, and you saw uh, Baby Yoda as a violent, unhinged mass murderer. Um, <laughs> Poor well, Baby Yoda. So the scene was like an underground Fight Club dungeon. Um, where um, a one-eyed alien tells Mando, "This is no place for a child." And then he says, wherever I go, he goes. And then the weapons are drawn. And, you know, Baby Yoda, you know, looks intent at the control pad for the the, the rockets. I guess those killer bee rockets that kind of follow, can follow their targets, I guess. Um, yeah. And then Simon simultaneously kills all of the, those uh, creatures in, in that scene. So, uh Really looking forward to this one. I mean, we're getting Tamira Morrison um, reprising his role uh, while he was Django Fett, but he's going to be Boba Fett because, you know, Boba Fett 
was a clone of Django, so he'll look exactly like Tamar Morrison, which I do like because it ties it in. And you know, I'm a fan of things that tie in and make sense, so that's cool. Um, and to be fair, Baby Yoda is just going through his terrible twos. Oh, that's <laughs> a terrible fifties, baby. I think he's yeah. years old. <laughs> yeah, second season. Yeah, yeah. So for, yeah, second in Yoda years, fifty might be. Yeah. So like two years or five years, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're also gonna get on November seventeenth a Star Wars uh, holiday special in Lego form. The Lego version of it. Are they gonna Are they gonna make it like the really infamous Star Wars holiday special? It's gonna have 70s? some. It's gonna have some like um, throwbacks to it, but it won't be an exact uh, a replica of it. It well, you'll have Kelly Marie Tran. She's gonna reprise her role as Rose, and then uh, Matt Lanter will be Anakin. Um, Tom Kane will be voicing Yoda and Qui Gon. Um, so yeah, you just have a bunch of characters. Um, it still will take place on Kashyyyk, which is Chewie's planet. Oh, because they're celebrating Life Day, right? That's correct. Yes, yeah. Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewie, and Rose, and the droids celebrate Life Day on Chewie's home planet of uh, Kashyyyk. Very good, General. Um, so it's a 45-minute special, and Ray uh, journeys with BB-8 to gain a deeper understanding of the Force. Now, they haven't announced if Daisy Ridley will be voicing Ray or not, but... It's already ready to drop, so I, maybe they're just not revealing if she's involved or not. But it says here that it's unclear whether Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Mark Hamill, or Oscar Isaac are returning. But I'm sure Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, will. He does anything. He's one of those actors that will do any project, it seems. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And especially yeah. voiceover work, because, yeah, he's got a yeah. lot of history of that. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what do you think about the big news about Willow? Um, this is also coming to Disney+. Plus. Of course, Ron Howard directed the movie, but apparently Warwick Davis will be on reprising his role as Willow Uffgood. Uh, John M. Chu of Step Up fame in The Heights, Crazy Rich Asians, who's also been on Below the Vault Show and is uh, someone I work with on, on the Step Up movies, which is a lot of fun. He will be directing and... Um, while he was producing the show, directing the pilot. Um, so, yeah, something. To oh, it's going to be a show. Not something a to look movie. forward to. It's going to be a series. Huh. Yes. I don't remember. A I sequel remember, series. What do you think of that? I, I remember I it was that, weird. I saw that movie when I was a little yeah. kid. I don't really yeah. remember anything we were, from that we movie. We were young. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember so I just, liking it. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I remember liking it, but I remember it was weird. Yeah. Or I, I don't know. Gonna have to watch it a, a second time to kind of re- yeah. as a refresher, right? Yeah. Wait, but yes, yeah, it's series. Yeah. I don't. I don't even remember even the basics of the plot to it. <laughs> I guess I'd have to look it up. Well, um, there was a little person in it. <laughs> there was a little yeah. person in it. But I don't know. Like a baby. Yeah. Yes. It's a realm. Yes. It's a magical there realm a of fairy queens. Yeah. There was a baby that had to get somewhere. And there was something. two two headed monsters. Um similar to Labyrinth, maybe. I don't That's know. what I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. Yep, exactly. So yeah. Um yeah, no, I think maybe we all need to watch the movie, kind of uh, reacquaint ourselves yeah, before this yeah. new series comes out. Um, let's see, on HBO Max, Kaylee Cuoco of Big Bang Theory has a new series called The Flight Attendant, where uh, her character wakes like up 
in bed with a guy she met on a flight. The man is now dead, and she has no idea what happened to him. Oh. She tries to figure it out. She's also trying to cover it up at the same time. So that sounds pretty insane, like a crazy uh, uh, situation to be in. Yeah, her um, Harley Quinn cartoon's really good. I, really, I the general, uh, general said it. Big Nick has said it, so I, yeah. I can watch it too. I need to tune in. Um, let's see. HBO Max also has a show called Redbird Lane, a psychological thriller um, starring Susan Sarandon, um, Kiersey Clemens, Danny Hudson, Ash Santos, uh, Fiona Dorif, to name a few. All right, Your Grace, I'm sure you're excited about this one. House of the Dragon, HBO's Game of Thrones prequel series. Yes. Um, just a little news on that. It will be filmed primarily in England uh, rather than in Northern Ireland and Belfast. Um, you know, Northern Ireland was pretty much the main location where all eight seasons of Game of Thrones um, was filmed. So this takes place 100 years before Game of Thrones, or sorry, hundreds of years. Um, so it'll be shot in the, the late Leviston studios just north of London. Um, so that's pretty exciting. So hundreds of years before Game hundreds of, of years before. I wonder, Thrones, yes. One of the things that a lot of like fantasy, uh, a lot of like fantasy franchises and everything is that they span like hundreds or like thousands of years. And yet society and technology doesn't change doesn't at change. all during that it doesn't time. Change right. life. <laughs> so how can so what subtle differences will they make to to everything to yeah. make it look like two hundred years or more have passed? Right. Well, and they've still even said, I mean, even in the books that we don't know really what time period it is. Like, is it in the future? Is it in the past? Like that's never that's never discussed. Well, well, we know Westeros is not on Earth. We do know that's it's an entirely right. different. Uh, well, that, uh, and we don't necessarily know what year it is when the winters and the summers are spanning right. yes. oh, that's yes. multiple right. years. Right. It's not like right, right, right. So time fun. doesn't really matter. It's it's, it's very <laughs> unlike Earth, and uh, there's only one actor attached so far. It's uh, Patty Considine, who's playing King Viserys the First. Father of uh, Raina, Raina yeah. and Aegon II. Um, so it will be a 10-episode series. Of course, this is all of uh, Daenerys' family line. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Jon Snow, because now he is a Targaryen. Um, and it is based on Martin's Fire and Blood book. So so we do have source material, which is good. Um and yeah, I guess um, George is taking his sweet old time for those uh, final two books to get released. Uh, anyone yeah, here still, uh, still waiting? Anyone here a reader of the books? Yes, oh, I read them. Oh, both of you! Wow. <laughs> Go ahead, Kristen. Absolutely. On my bookshelf, I have all of them. Wow. Remember, Al? Like wow. I was the one. I was the one that did not get on Game of Thrones until like season. I don't know, three or four, because I was like, I'm going to read all the books. And I spent like the better part of a year reading them all. And then I binged like every single day so I could catch <laughs> up to whatever. Oh, your grace. And I remember I had like an hour in between, like where I had just finished the last episode till like this, the season three or four, whatever started. Right. 
Yeah, you're, you're like truly a your lot. Grace. You're it was a well. lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I love the books personally. You can I definitely like, tell when the series deviates from the books and it starts yes. getting a little off track. And I'm not necessarily surprised that only one person has signed on to the series because it ended unfavorably um, for huh. better or worse. You know, some people agree with it, but maybe people don't necessarily want to attach themselves to it. Interesting until enough time is spaced or until George RR finally drops the last book. Well, do you think, do you think with a new series, cause people will still be excited about it. And uh, yeah. I mean, there was a time where Game of Thrones was pretty much, especially since like pop culture is so fragmented th these days, that was something that was kind of like a unifier. Like everybody yeah. watched yeah. it. Everybody. Yeah. And uh, even those yeah. that weren't into like fantasy or sci-fi right. or any of that. People yeah. are watching because of the the buzz about it. So, I think that's great. I'm looking forward to this uh, new prequel show, uh, whenever that starts. Um, did anyone watch Euphoria on HBO? That was a great show with Zendaya. No, but um, I heard season two is coming out, so I think I need to binge and yes, get caught up. It's a very good show, and she of course she won an Emmy for her role uh, for a lead role in a drama series. They're actually going to be showing two special episodes. The Christmas one is a Christmas theme installment. Will air in December, and then there'll be a second special. And there'll be a second special. So I uh, look forward to that uh, when that airs um, in December. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, HBO has ordered a limited series called The White Lotus. Um, takes place in a tropical resort. Follows the exploits of various guests and employees over the span of a week, and it shoots in Hawaii. Connie Britton, Jennifer Coolidge, uh, who you may know as Stifler's mom's in it. Alexandra Daddario. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah, smoke, Alexandra smoke show. Daria, yeah. Woo! Uh, Murray Bartlett. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, and more join this cast. So, um, um, anyone watch His Dark Materials? Um, that's um, Return yes. to the season. Is it a good show? Is it good? So again, based on books uh, that I've based read. Based on books also. Okay. Philip Pullman. Um, they're also they're young adult. They're fantasy. I okay. read them years ago, but and I loved the books. Um, is there there's some kind of tie to the modern world too in them, isn't it? Or yes. is it all strictly yeah. fantasy? Okay. There's tie to the modern world, but remember right. the book, the movie, The Golden Compass that came that out the in. Movie. Okay. Yeah, with Nicole Kidman and um, what's his name uh, that plays James Bond? Daniel Craig? Yes, Daniel Craig, him. Yeah. And um, people didn't really like the movie because, I, I don't know, there's all these articles about it, how like the, the world wasn't ready for it and whatever, because there's like ties about like religion and politics. And I, I liked uh the show i thought it was it was okay. very well done um okay you know but it, again it's like a fantasy it's fantasy i feel yeah. like well you'd be happy to know that, it's coming back for a second yeah. season in november 16th Good. and a trailer was already out for that so Kristen, that's another show like that's another show i have to add um, i have to check it out wow mm. more more hbo shows let's see jake gyllenhaal is going to be and a show on HBO, he's starring and executive producing called The Sun. It's a tale of vengeance. 
S-U-N or S-O-N? S-O-N, son. Set amid Oslo's brutal hierarchy of corruption. Okay, Oslo. Oh, wow. Oslo, Oslo, Norway? Norway? Yeah, Norway, okay. yeah. It's Joe Nespo's novel. So it's another okay. show based on a novel, Your Grace. Something you're familiar okay. with. Okay, yeah. And a one um, documentary show that um, I thought was pretty intriguing was The Vow. It's based on that Nixium mm-hmm. sex cult, um, which uh, the leader of that is is in prison now. His name is Keith Renee. Allison Mack, formerly of Smallville, was like, um, like the main leader of the the cult or whatever, or one of right hand woman, I guess. Um, they're actually going to get a second installment of that docu series. Um, so uh, the the finale just aired uh, last just a few days ago, actually. So they're actually going to get a second part two, um, which will cover his trial. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, let's see. Um, on Hulu, uh, there's a holiday film called The Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart. Um, if you're a Kristen Stewart or a Twilight fan, you might want to tune into that. <laughs> you know, you know what's a, a little bit of trivia I learned about Kristen Stewart the other yeah. day? Yeah. Apparently, she co-papered this, I mean, she co-authored this, uh, this academic paper about AI. No way. <laughs> No, I'm really? serious. What, what, what qualifications or credentials or degrees does she have to write about AI? I mean, I studied AI. Well, it was it was in um it was it was in the context of like film production. And okay. She fair. owns like a production company, and she co-authored she it does. with like a with like a professor and someone who works at that production company, presumably. Okay. But it's been heavily heavily cited by all sorts of other um, academic papers. Like, apparently, it's, like, this paper is, like, groundbreaking. Wow. And, uh... Wow. It's, like... And Google it. It's, like, it's there. You can actually see That's the paper. That's a good trivia. I'm, and maybe I have a little more respect for Kristen Stewart after hearing that. That's kind of cool. I actually think she's getting a lot of press for the Hulu movie, too, because it's going to be a same-sex, um, like, romantic comedy. That's right. Very good. She's, uh... At a family's annual holiday party, she discovers her partner hasn't yet come out to her conservative parents. So, yep. Yeah, you're going to be tuning in for that one? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Hulu fan, big Kristen Stewart fan, so. Okay, good, good. Maybe not Twilight as much. Yeah. By the way, I, that I that, secretly like Twilight. I, I have to admit, it's <laughs> well, yeah, I like her. Well, yeah, partial um, to the name too, Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the show before, but a trailer just dropped. This is about a, a women's militia uh, against ISIS. Um, so it's a, fem- a female militia team. Um, it's called No Man's Land. It's an epic war series and love story at the same time. Um, a Hulu original. You can check it out on November 18th. Looks pretty cool. Um, let's see. Kate Hudson's uh, signed on for season two of the Apple series truth be told she'll be joining octavia spencer so look out for kristen stewart in the second sorry kate hudson <laughs> not kristen stewart kate hudson on the second season of that show um so this was kind of upsetting news because this show actually shot in baltimore dc which for us local dmv actors um it's 
you know, a production that's not going to finish. They actually shot the pilot uh, right before COVID hit. They didn't even get the chance to finish the pilot. It's called The President is Missing. It's based on, of all people, Bill Clinton and James Patterson's book. And um, David Oliolo was, um, so you know, was the main star of that show. And they decided not to go forward with the pilot. Uh, they said because of the pandemic, the relevance of it, things needed to change with the writing of what you know what happens to the characters, and some of it would have to be reconceived. So it just ended up being a more arduous situation if they decide to keep it, um, you know, keep keep it in production. They decide just to cancel the show. Are there currently any major major productions going on in Baltimore? That this was the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Before COVID okay. hit, the show is. Um, there was actually um, we mentioned it, uh, Alexis was on our show last week, and she mentioned uh, a BAT movie um, that was shooting in uh, in DC. Yeah, David Simon's supposed to have another Baltimore project in well, the next few years. David, yeah, we'd love to we'd love to see that happen, man. We would. So hopefully we will. Jenner, I know you're an Archer fan. That's getting renewed for 12 seasons. Like, yeah, God, it's been dude. on forever. It's a little much. It's a little much. No, it's, it's like a lot of these great shows just seem to just last for well, so long. Animation, <laughs> anime, like Family Guy, Simpsons, I get it. Simpsons, but yeah. Archer, there's so much story of Archer to be told. Well, Archer, Archer they, did, they did a really weird thing because, uh, you know, like, if you hadn't watched the show Archer, like the first, uh, gosh, seven seasons or so, he was part of a spy organization called ISIS. <laughs> and like then, ISIS. Yeah. So a they different kind of do, ISIS. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the other ISIS became like uh, a little bit more uh, more in the news. So they completely changed things. And then for like uh, a bunch of seasons. Wow. They had a they they did the show in a completely different genre every season. Like in one of them, it took place in like it was called Archer Vice, and it took place in like the eighties in like a Miami Vice type thing. And then another one took place in the nineteen thirties. One was like hard sci-fi. And then they just explained in this most recent season that apparently Archer had been in a coma for like <laughs> for like two years, and they were all like these dream what? sequences. <laughs> and so that like, sounds heavy. Yeah. Well, they're they're they are starting <laughs> so to. Weird. I mean, that's how a show. I guess that's how a show can last that long, where they they just yeah. completely like start over and reimagining it every season. Right. It's like an anthology, yeah. like American Horror Story. Interesting, very interesting. Um, let's see. Also being renewed um, for four seasons, not twelve seasons, but uh, four season is uh, Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access. So for you Trekkies, I'm sure you're happy about that one. I'm um, happy to see SNL, you know, returning with a live audience, you know, and uh, we talked about SNL uh, last week. Still continuing to play off. Um, um, our, the politicians of, uh, of our day and Joe Biden uh, and Donald Trump and of course uh, had uh, Jim Carrey playing Joe Biden and Alec Baldwin playing Donald Trump and uh, you know I, I don't know, there have been criticisms about Joe Biden's or, um, Jim Carrey's portrayal that it's just a little too over the top 
Um, I think it's decent. I mean, it's a different. It's I think it's better than Jason. Uh, I think Jason Sudeikis did um, the the um, Joe Biden impersonation before. Oh, but, back uh, when he was actually vice president. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And um, they're they're calling Jim Carrey's kind of like uh, Fire Marshal Bill, like a too much <laughs> too much like his character. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't thought about Fire Marshal Bill in so long. Yeah. 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 I mean, no matter what, either candidate, they've got so much yeah. material to work with. Oh my I god. Mean, it's yes. supposed to be it's so supposed much. to be a caricature, right? Like mm-hmm. so right. Anyway, I don't know. Uh and Kanye West is all butthurt about a joke Issa Rae <laughs> made on a um a skit. Issa Rae's character on a skit said that they're talking about uh, being um, interviewed by um, Keenan Thompson's character called Your Voice Chicago. And then when, when asked about the upcoming election, she said she's voting for everybody black. This is Issa Rae's character saying this. And then um, mentioned the presidential race between Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Kanye West. Issa Rae goes, Kanye, F him. And then Kanye West said, I've always said SNL uses black people to hold other black people back. My heart goes out. Was that the was that the entire joke though? I guess so. Yeah, like what was the rest? Yeah. Kanye says I'm praying for Issa Rae and her family. I know that the 20 years of service I've paid in the entertainment field has furthered our ability to be more successful. And then she uh, posted a screenshot of the Google results of Issa Rae. Very strange. Very strange. He's not well. He's also. he's a he's a very sensitive soul. What can you yeah. say? <laughs> I mean, yes. he's, uh, yeah, I and don't he know. took it to like black people holding other black people back on SNL. Come on. <sighs> uh, next week's host is Adele of Saturday Night Live. She's actually not the musical guest. You would think she would be, but she's actually going to be hosting the show. And as you know, she went through a major uh, weight loss. Um, right now, yeah. now because she's now because she's skinny, she can be the host. The host is that the? <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> that's a good point, Morgan. Your grace, yeah. Was that the requirement? You know, like, is she funny? Yeah, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't she's... know. I mean, she's got she's a singer. Like that's she's a singer. Actually, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, she, right. and I think she looks great. I mean, because kudos host to her Saturday, on hosting Saturday Night. I Live. guess I'm just that's just what I'm. You know, it's like you. I I, I look at people like her, and I'm like, you have such a gift. Like that right. is a gift, a talent. Like your voice is amazing. So like, Up. why wouldn't you want to? sing i mean you could do both surely but i just think yeah, it's, plenty of people have done you know. yeah i just i guess i just find that ah, oh, i don't know yeah no completely keep, fair keep going <laughs> <laughs> oh wow this is breaking news queeby um the mobile video startup um is shutting down um oh, oh man yes oh, no. all those Are, hours of entertainment did, i got from yeah, all those that i Forgot. Did anybody watch it. anything? Nobody watched it. I am shocked. <laughs> yeah, they like, actually had what? some. They had some big name projects with like major like celebrities, like like Sansa Stark was in one of them. Uh, Sophie Turner. The Princess Bride thing was cute. 
Oh, so you did watch some of the programming? I didn't. Watch I watched that. the YouTube compilation of it. Oh, cool. Okay. Never went to Quibi once for to watch oh, it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, so all so the well, material was available on YouTube. You could somebody compiled the Quibis ah, together. Somebody compiled it. Oh, yeah. well, um, that's probably a big reason why it's failing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, they, yeah. So they they failed to find a buyer. So apparently they had to I shut just, her down. They raised. I just don't find the the like the benefit. Like I just I don't know. Well, I don't know. Like, in actually, five years, actually, you you could see. I mean, I could see because like. It's like, all about the short, short form yeah. short form videos are huge for like especially for for kids. For kids, like, yeah, and okay. teenagers and stuff like that. They, yeah. you know. But not for adults, right? Not for adults. I'm gonna say though, like if you're, um, I mean, yeah, we're we're all kind of, especially since we're all like homebound and everything with the pandemic and everything. Yeah, we got time to like binge watch, you know, these hour Mm -hmm. plus long shows. But for a lot of people, I mean, if you want to just get a little bit of information or a little bit of entertainment and go about your day, I mean, like. 10 to 15 minutes is probably fine. But like, I guess the, the big issue with that is, can you really tell a compelling story in that short amount of time? Right. right. That's, that's my thing, I guess. Yeah, like, no, I, I, I'm a hundred percent with you, man. I, I think it's very difficult to do something like that. Um, but again, yeah, uh, like for kids stuff, Marvel superheroes, which my nephew loves. I actually, yeah. uh, I actually, he's the one that introduced the, that show to him. It's like five minute, is that, the, uh, is that the one where, like, all the superheroes look kind of weird with big like eyes? Kids. They look like kids, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they look really strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so in five years' time, somebody's going to reboot it, just like right. they did with The Vine, because yeah. now TikTok, you know. It's uh, oh, my God. I forgot about Vine. Holy <laughs> shit. I didn't yeah, even. right? But that, that pretty much is TikTok, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Pretty much what, yeah, yeah they, TikTok is what Vine couldn't, couldn't accomplish, yeah. Um, so there ha- there's a new TV treatment for the classic show Smokey and the Bandit. They're going to reboot it, but I guess they don't have a, a network yet. But it's UCP under the Universal Studio Group and Seth MacFarlane's Fuzzy Door are are teaming up. Um, this is, of course, based on Burt Reynolds' classic movie. Um, I don't know. See, like, all these old ideas they're rebooting. I, I just don't know. Like, like, we mentioned Buck Rogers last week. Does that have an audience to be rebooted for, for a new audience, you oh, know? Um, I could totally see working if they, uh, huh. if they actually, like, you know, really, like, lean into the sci-fi stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Kind of make right. it uh, maybe a but, little tongue-in-cheek, but... but Smokey um, and the Bandit? Eh. I mean, do you like, you know, do you, do you like watching, like, I'm sure there's a there's a crowd for, like, that kind of, like... Yeah. You know, smart assy redneck gothic type <laughs> right. thing. Yeah, I mean I could it it depends, like, you know, it's kinda like if they remake it like, you know, how there was like a Baywatch movie a few years ago or yeah. the right. Chips. Yeah, Chips. There was like a Chips movie like I don't know, like six or seven years ago. 
I want to say, but whatever. I mean, stuff like that. You see, like, you see ads for that, and every time I'm like, oh, that looks like shit. I would never watch that. But, you know, a lot of them do work. And yeah. I never thought Battlestar Galactica would work as a reboot, and it really did. It did, it did work, yeah. That's a good point. All right, moving on to reality TV. I know that's just one of Kristen's favorite genres. Uh, the Bachelorette, apparently there's some controversy with the latest episode. There's a lot of people calling it double standard uh-huh. because they had a, a a strip dodgeball tournament beca- between the contestants. And I agree. Like, if it was completely reversed, if it was an episode of The Bachelor, all the girls had to strip down naked and dodgeball, then there would be a complete outcry and people all up in arms. But because it's men and, you know, it was okay to have the stri- strip dodgeball or whatever – um, so Claire Crawley, she's like the, the current bachelorette. Apparently there's some crazy inside news that she leaves like at some point during the show and they have to replace her with no, another bachelorette, but uh, that hasn't been confirmed yet, but it looks like it might be going towards that way. But, uh, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, do, do you agree that it's a double standard to have uh, a strip dodgeball with the men, but you know, God forbid they had one with the women, right? I mean, it's always been a double standard to me. Um, It's kind of hard for me to speak objectively on the subject. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) you know what, though? Just take it off. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Of course, like even movies and television, how often do you see a guy's butt? But if you see a girl's butt, then it's considered scandalous. You know, it's like. I don't get it. I mean, I, I really don't get it. But um, a lot of people called it cringy. Um, uh, so someone said, if, if it was women just, in the position, yeah, the whole completely... show is. Yeah. I I I really I really hate the whole concept, and I am really mad that I got dragged back into watching it again. But it yeah. is. How did you get dragged? Okay, so I only watched, I watched when, actually, one of my sorority sisters was on with uh, Kristen, yes. when Jake, Pave- Jake Pavelka okay. was on. Yeah, she was great so on So my that. friend, that was like 10 Ashley, years right? ago. Yeah. I, so I watched for her, and then I watched for Rachel Lindsay, because I was like, oh, the first black girl, like, gotta exactly. see this. Exactly, you gotta see it. Like that, and I was like, never again. And then I was with my friend last weekend, we came home, we were ordering McDonald's, and she's like, we're going to watch this. And then I got fucking hooked into it again. So I, I watched this last week's episode, and you're right. Like, the whole thing is cringeworthy. I mean, but all the men are very good looking. Like, they all have perfect bodies. And you're right. It's like, it's like something about, like, because it's like the woman, and she has all the power now. So, like, it's right. okay that she's objectifying these men because – Usually, for so long, women are the ones that are objectified. Now, but you're right. If we're going to be doing this whole me too and he, she, they, me, (laughs) like, you know, kumbaya, then we should all be, like... I don't know. I mean, I get what they're they're saying, but again, it's the bachelorette. Yeah. And maybe more innocent all these men, like, you know, is anyone saying anything about that? Like, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, Maybe Morgan, you can answer this, but didn't they have to recast the the season because originally 
it's Claire, who's been the oldest mm. bachelorette in history, right. but she's a fan favorite. Which is and nice to see. All these like 22 year old, 25 year old dudes to like vie for her affection. So, I don't think, you know what? They didn't cast that appropriately. They got to cast well, 35 to 45, you know, like but in that range. There's no one older. Like, I think. And I wonder if she runs off with the one dude. I think well, most that's the thing. guys That's are the like, reason why it's rumored that they're going to get a new, new bachelorette midway through. Like well, she's, so there are some oh, the rumors are true. Some, oh, okay. Yeah. So there are some <laughs> that are like 30, but like some of the guys right. are like 27, 28. And like personally, right. like I, I wouldn't want that. Like right. I'd rather you be older and right. divorced with some kids than be younger but that's right. just me so especially well, knowing yeah. the track record of those relationships post season like if yeah. i'm truly going in there vying for love then i'm going to want some age appropriate um, right yeah i don't think there's any um male suitors her age on, on there is is there i don't know I think Claire's age. Is anyone there Claire's age? That is, that I don't is know how of, old is that Dale. Is, that is kind of interesting, though. Yeah, I can't remember how cons- old he is. I think he's only like 31 or something. And mm-hmm. Claire's 39, yeah. I mean, the, the constant criticism that goes all the time in Hollywood is that they'll they'll cast someone who's like, they'll cast a guy in his 50s and his love interest mm-hmm. will always be like in her late 20s or early 30s. 30s, right. Yeah, and so like, you know, maybe they're thinking that, you know, like turning that trope on its, on the other side. On the other side, okay. Yeah, and these, who knows? These I mean, children don't know what they're doing. But... <laughs> <laughs> in so many ways. So do you know about the new Bachelor, um, Your Grace? Uh, first black bachelor um i do see that yes they're going to do very similar to how they're doing the bachelorette in a bubble so as you know they're not going to other countries to have these exotic dates or whatever it's matt james um i don't even recall what other season he was on but uh yeah they're doing the same thing in a in a bubble and uh yeah i mean i think it's great i mean now more than ever you know in 2020 we're finally seeing the first black bachelor so hey kudos kudos and uh i will say that this bachelorette cast is very diverse so i that is nice to see it's good to see some diversity no doubt no doubt can we make the bachelor like is that still a show they make yes yeah they alternate yeah Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, absolutely. That, in fact, that's the more popular show is The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Over the Bachelor. Yeah. See, I prefer The Bachelorette though, just because I love seeing the man tears. <laughs> yeah, God, they're so. But I, I like the the, the cat draw, the female cat draw, like the the drama between the women. Oh yeah. Of course you, you know, do. The cat fights. Of course I think it's, you like that. <laughs> yeah, and maybe maybe throw us throw us some of um uh, the dodgeball game for the next season, you know, spice it up, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Anxiety. I really think that I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to Big Brother before I take a break. So Big Brother, uh, we just saw the episode, Kristen, yeah. where uh, Cody, man, he's just sailing through this competition. He won the dominating. power veto. Yeah, dominating. Yes, uh, won the power veto. Of course, kept the noms the same. So we're all we, we're either losing Nicole or Christmas. 
who do you think's going tomorrow? Who do you think, uh, I guess Cody's going to pick who he wants to vote out and pick one to be in the final three with Enzo. So, I mean, it could be a coin toss for me. Cody is a very loyal player. He took yeah. Derek to the final two, even though that was pretty much a guaranteed loss for him. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure he had a final two with Nicole going into the show, even though that's a, a no, no. Um, but at the same time, if he's smart and he's going to learn from his mistakes, I think he takes Christmas because he can beat her at the end. He can beat her. He can beat Enzo. True. But do the, the does the jury want to vote a previous winner and give her more money? I think the jury, I could see it. I could see it happen because wow. there's a lot of women on that jury that want to see another woman winner. And go. for okay. not just that, but to crown the only double victor in Big Brother history. Big Brother history, yes. A woman. Um, we'll see. Yep. Some funny uh, aspects on I love that comic book challenge. It's a reward challenge where Nicole won. And General, you'd love this. All the contestants had um, a superhero alter ego, um, and they had a comic book uh, caricature of them. Um, and mm -hmm. these comic book characters came to life on the screen and battled each other out for a reward challenge. It was pretty fun. <laughs> um, I'm sure you'll love that part. Nicole won that. So she already won. Nicole won $10,000 right there. And we saw Christmas cry wow. from Memphis. So, so apparently, so um, we're going to hear people's names. Yeah. Memphis is the actual guy's name. Christmas so and Memphis. in our <laughs> upcoming interview, with um, Big Brother Howie from Big Brother uh, 6 and 7, we talked about showmances. And, Kristen, you mentioned on the live feeds there was some, um, you know, I guess a start of a showmance between Memphis and Christmas. And after watching tonight's episode, it seemed a little more evident where Christmas cried for Memphis, you know, when Memphis, she, um, so basically she did not choose Memphis, um, the comic book character of Memphis, and she's regretting it. <laughs> Just listening Memphis. to you describe this is getting more and more surreal. Oh my gosh, there are so many Christmas crocodile tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Christmas crying for Memphis while a comic book, while their comic book versions are fighting. <laughs> it's like, you know, just out of you, context. You might, love the, you might love this episode. It's, all, it's got general written all over it. Also, we heard that Enzo hasn't been intimate in a while with a woman. He admitted on Big Brother that he hasn't been touched by a woman. And he's like, pause and stop himself. He's like, all right, I'm not going to say. How long, uh, how long had he not been touched by a woman? Well, he's been divorced for a while, and he has two kids. So it looks like he has not dated in a while, and he admitted it during his uh, episode. But, well, uh, yeah, having kids tend to... Slow uh, <laughs> 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 so that uh, Slow that down a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you speaking? Are you speaking from experience, gentlemen? I won't. I won't comment on that. Okay. But it's, uh... <laughs> I love it. I love it, guys. So I think this is a perfect time. Uh, but any closing statements, Kristen, on, on Big Brother overall? You're... I mean, it hasn't been the most thrilling of seasons, but I am excited to see now that we've gotten yeah. to the city, um, that people are actually starting to play Big Brother a little yes. bit. It would have been nice to have a full season of that. Um, but ultimately, it's my guilty pleasure. I love the show. I'm so it's happy. Our, it came we, back. we talk about it every week, Kristen. It seems like it's both of our guilty pleasures for sure. 
Yeah. I, so. Just to have a distraction this summer during COVID and quarantine and everything. I'm for it. So. Absolutely. So we're going to take a classic cut break and also play our pre-recorded interview with Big Brothers Howie Gordon here on Below the Belt Show. Um, we're going to we're going to throw out the interview with Howie, but after that, this is this cut comes as no surprise, guys. Um, Tony Lewis, the singer of the '80s pop rock band The Outfield. Yeah. We all remember the song. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna lose your love tonight. So, anyways. That is a classic cut. Um, it's a classic 80s song. Reached the Billboard Top 100 in 1986 and is still widely known today. That song is a timeless song. It's timeless. Like, I get super excited when I hear right? it. Like, it's uh, right? like when you're, when you're in like a store or something and it comes on the... Uh, or drunk I've at been, a bar. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been known to, to belt that out. And yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because... Uh, Chachi likes to alter the one lyric and says he likes his girls a little bit younger, which they're older, which hope not Jeffrey Epstein uh, level. But any, in any case, let's go ahead and go to our exclusive interview with Howie Gordon from Big Brother and then our classic cut from the outfield, rest in peace, Tony Lewis. Kristen, are you leaving us at, at this point? Should we Sadly, we I, um, yes, but thank okay. you so much for having me. Yes, uh, it's been, been a pleasure. Great. Good to it's see been, you. Her it's first been, interview. It's been, a, it's been a lot of fun talking she to you. She kicked tonight. ass on her first <laughs> interview on Below the Belt Show. Yes. You're going to hear it here on BTV, followed by the outfields, um, your love. And then when we're back, guys, we're going to interview actress Melanie Chartoff. So we'll be back here on BTV. Rock on. Thanks, Al. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and introduce our special guest of the evening, guys. He is a Big Brother icon. He appeared in Big Brother 6, Big Brother 7, All-Stars, the original All-Stars. He's a meteorologist extraordinaire and a Jedi. He's been on Below the Belt show several times before, but it's been a minute since we've had him back. We're happy to have him back, guys. The one and the only, Howie Gordon. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I guess I, I got outdated like Skype in a way, but I mean, <laughs> but here we are. And you, and you said Big Brother All-Stars. I think that was the true, real Big Brother All-Stars. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh. Compared to this thing that we got uh, delivered yes. this well, summer. Tired. I like it. Let's dive right in, Allie. Um, by the way, my co-host is Big Brother super, super fan, Kristen Michelle. Joining us, Bojan. Thanks for having me. Hi, <laughs> Kristen. Oh, Kristen Michelle, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Nice hi. to meet you, Kristen Michelle. How are you? Nice I to meet you, Howie Gordon. Yeah, and, I uh, just um, I, I I just you text me at about one forty-seven my time, and you're like, can you guys do two? And I was finishing the, the latest episode. I hadn't watched it yet. Oh, just, right, right, yeah, right. I've been busy, so I just finished. Nice. Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, Monday's episode. Yeah, yeah, Monday's episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So you alluded to your your season of All Stars was the real All Stars. Um, first of all, did CBS or the producers ask you to come back for the current All Stars season, Howie? They didn't ask me. They 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 called they didn't me. Ask you? No, no. They 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 wanted me for that you know opening show for Big Brother Twenty a couple years ago, and all the, all right. those guys were there for the opening show. Um. They asked me to tweet a couple times a couple years ago, back when I was still Skyping, I think. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Big Brother Canada, they want they called me for season four to come on, and I had 
just started my one of my weather jobs and I and I couldn't do it. I mean, I get evicted and you know one week later and I'm unemployed too. So I just yeah, that's I, true. I, I didn't take the chance and risk and reward for sure. Yeah. Um. Totally forgot what was the what were we just talking about just now? I totally forgot. well well yeah I was definitely wondering why they wouldn't have asked you back. Oh, oh yeah yeah. But, well, I, when you're I, now I saying that you that, that you weren't asked back, um, considering that you were an, uh, an all star in the first all star season, um, do, so would you have done it uh, had been asked? Would you have uh, said yes? You mean like a lot of times Danny DB3 says it's like an addictive drug. You know you go on once you, you want to keep doing it. Um, but you're taking a big risk. Look, look at Danny Donato. She has the first yeah. hunger to come back. Sometimes. Okay, she had that great stellar first year with, with a lot of help from the viewers and a lot yep. of good luck. And then came back the second time and, you know, went after her alliance, didn't last as long, and did the same thing again. I mean, I don't think she's having more fun down the line or at least – how can you amass what you did the first time? But unless you're Dan Giesling, he got there again. And arguably, I, th I think he should have won after Dan's funeral. Uh, but would I have come back? I mean, it'd be really tempting. So I, I, I want to say I might have. I mean, if they, if they asked me, but you know, they didn't ask me, and, and, and they got what they got this year. <laughs> you saw the product, what you had, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, straight up. I mean, there uh -huh. were probably seven people, seven all stars in that house this year that probably shouldn't even have played all. Big Brother the first time, in my opinion. I'm not going to yeah. specify him, or maybe we'll allude to him in the next hour or so, but they probably <laughs> should never have been there. And, you know, like Kaser and Janie said, you know, they showed up, and there was no Dan. There was no Derek. There was right. no Paul. And they're like, okay, well, then they're coming after us. Um, you know, you didn't really have the best of the best, in my opinion, for a quote-unquote all-star season. And I don't think there would have been an all-star season if it wasn't for the COVID, because now they simply just – fly you out, lock you up for two weeks, then move you in if you're COVID-free compared to, you know, with our restrictions and everything else going on, very right. hard to bring average Joe in and, okay, fly you back, fly you here, and and, and do the, the, uh, the audition process. And that's why we got, unfortunately, stuck with this all-star show. But it, it could have been very different. You saw me anytime you want as I go off on my tangent. But no, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, but do we think that COVID was part of it? Because I, from what I understood, there are a lot of those people that you were talking about that were mentioned and were supposed to be on the show, but then they went out in Miami partying and got it. And then unfortunately were asked to not be part of the show. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to assume, and I don't know that I'm going to assume that's Josh and Casey we're talking about potentially. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, you know, Casey, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's a gamer. She could, she's a comp beast. Bought a lot from, you know, kitchen uh, pans and pan, pots and pans. And he was, he was absolutely hilarious. You know, an all-star that, that didn't make it. And then I, then I heard there's rumors of people that didn't go. I heard Brittany didn't want to do it. If that's true. I heard, uh, I heard Hayden didn't want to do it. I don't know if that's true. A um, couple others. Uh, Rachel Riley obviously was having a baby or she would have back in. It would have been awesome. Um, let's see. Who else I think got asked and then it didn't go. There's another one. A big another. I, I, I'm sure Dan and Paul and, and Derek all got asked. I'm sure they had to. They had to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard Paul and Derek had been asked, but because of the whole pre-alliance and scheming, on that end, they uh, the producers did catch wind of that, and rather than produce oh. that, and, um, like Evil Dick was talking about on your show, Al, uh, potentially putting the old school with the new school, you know, they could have worked around that, but yeah, 
Well, yeah. pre well, what, pregame alliance is what ruined Big Brother All Stars the first time around. I, and it's I the would, committee. The committee is definitely, I feel, a, a pre, a pre. Uh, you think so? Uh, I think so. I, I, think, think, so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think they talked about it beforehand, um, mm. and then yeah, they get. It's so annoying when, like, I'm an anti-Patriots Tom Brady fan. They're 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 the greatest <laughs> ever. But even when they weren't good, they got lucky. Like the fumble uh, against the Raiders in the snow, and then you know that pass with Seattle. The Seattle, you know, that guy or, or Marshawn Lynch at the one yard line doesn't get the handoff and he gets intercepted. So even they get lucky even when they're not doing so well, and that's what happened to the committee this year because uh-huh. Christmas actually went to p- press the wrong button but was slower to the draw and ended up winning that HOH on accident. And then um, let's see another one. So Kaser was pretty close to beating Enzo, rolling the balls. Janie was, what, a, a six inches away from beating Tyler. Imagine if they went back-to-back H- HOHs, split up the committee. It's a different season. It's, it's an enjoyable season. Game, yes. Oh, a different game because we, we, we got this boring just – just just nonsense, man. Well, now, now Memphis is an old school player, but he aligned with the new school. What would you have done to kind of like be embraced by the new school players? First, let me talk about Memphis really quick. I mean, overall, overall, obviously he's not there anymore. He's True. Maybe, maybe the True. greatest game in terms of strategizing, winning the events. But I don't know what is going through or what was going through his head that we got to get David out when he takes out Nicole and maybe he's in the final two, but you know, or by next final. Right. What, I don't feel, I don't get that. You could have took out Nicole, but you wanted to get out David who lasted 38 minutes last year. And then whatever, just got <laughs> passed on a couple times this year, made it to, to, to final eight. So somehow, I don't, somehow, I don't get man. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Pretty undeserving to be in an All Stars for sure, but um, but no, I'm just saying because you know like Janelle and Kaiser were targets because they were old school and 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 great competitors, and then but Memphis also great competitor, but also old school lasted towards the end. You know they were targeted early. Well, what what you're saying, I mean, there, there's going to be truth to it. It might not have been yeah. set in stone that okay, we're gonna, we got the committee, we're gonna you know those people were talking, so. They, they, they were inclined to, to, you know, merge when they got in the house. They, they, they talked. And if that is the case, that, you know, that gave a lot of people an unfair advantage. They came in without an alliance. And, you know, I, I mean, Janie and Kaser. Okay, so here's the thing. If I came in the house, I'm old school. You know, if I didn't develop these pregame alliances, like I'm assuming most of them did. I, I know they yeah. probably did. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, they after me. No different than, you know, they came after Janie and Kaser. Right, um, right away, um, because it was the easy option. There's no Dan, there's no Derek, there's no um, Paul. They're like, okay, you know, Janie's old school. She was, you know, for great reason. She was awesome. She was awesome. Whether she won anything this time around or even the last time around, Big Brother six and seven, she was an unstoppable competition piece, completely unstoppable. So you know what? Not not a bad decision to try and come after her. And then you just you automatically link Caser up because if I was in the house. I'm probably playing with Kaser and Janie again, just that, that bond of, of playing two seasons together. And right away, there was a target on your on your back. And when you got yeah. six people, six people automatically gunning for you, the half the house, it makes it very tough, you know. Very good point. Unless, unless you win every time. You know, Janie, Big Brother six and seven, she won every single time. But that's not always going to happen for you. You got to play, you know, outside the lines. You know, Danny Donato, her and her dad won every single time on Big yep. Brother eight 
And now you see in her game, when she doesn't win, she's history. You know, yeah. she, didn't, she didn't have enough gameplay and social, you know, social game to really keep things going. Because the first time her alliance got power, they took her out. So if that's only your game is to be a comp beast and you're going up against a committee that have almost half the numbers, you know, you're in big trouble. And, yeah. and we saw that. It was really close, but, you know, that so, wasn't close enough. <laughs> so who do you think is playing the best game in the current Final Four? I mean, I, I got to say Cody. He, I mean, I, I, yeah. I just watched him. He's never seen the block. Did he get nominated his first season? That's a good question. I believe he might have. Because they're talking about Memphis, how he never was there on finale night. That's not true. Nicole said that he was. Um, mm-hmm. He was up against uh, Mr. Spectacular, and Mr. Spectacular went home on finale uh, night. So he did see the block in his first season. So, uh, um, No, I believe he did. I, I just think he was also one of those very loyal players. And because he had the alliance with Derek from the very beginning, it was able to carry him to the, the final two. I think it would be amazing if Nicole won again. I mean, the fact that they – she's a former winner, and none of them had the sense to get her out earlier in the game. It just amazes me that they just they could hand another $500,000 check to Nicole. I mean, I, I've thought about that in the last couple of weeks. It's like if this girl gets there again, you got to win just by default. But, 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 but yeah. Dan, Dan got there too, and he didn't win, and, and, right. and, I, thought, and I thought he should have. Just that, 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 not, not that Ian wasn't a great player, but that move he made with the funeral, come on, man. He was out the door. He turned it around, and, you know, he he won. He won convincingly his first time around, yeah. and he got to the end again. I mean, come on, guys. What, what, what's going on? Yeah. So, but if she can do it again, I mean, I got a, I got a hard time. I mean, Danny BB3, I watch a lot of her shows. You know, she, I can't really, you know, really, she was a floater technically until last week. When she yeah. won the HOAs, she kind of got carried the end and then wins a couple events when there's only four people left. And, you know, are you good enough to be the winner? I mean, to me, not so. Cody's been there since day one. He won an HOH, yes. you know, put a target on himself. Um, and here he is. He's made great alliances. Um, so then we got Nicole. I just elaborate. Enzo, I mean, maybe he's not the sharpest and, and, and all that. It, it makes kind of, he's good at chess. Of, he's good at chess, though. The chess moves one. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that competition was from Big Brother 6. That was, a big, that was from Big Brother 6. That's when we decided to keep James when Casey right. put him up against Maggie. We're like, we're going to save you. Right. And Big Brother was listening, and they put up a chess match so we could go take out Maggie in a vet and get uh, James DeVito to save him. And that's the event, uh, yeah, that they played the, – uh, just for me, five minutes, an hour ago, whatever that I watched. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, here he is, you know, at the end, he's, he's done a lot of things behind the scenes. He's right. won a little bit too now. I mean, there's I a good know. case for him. So, I mean, in my opinion right now, you know, Cody number one, first of all, that you're not coming at, no, you're not coming after him and, and he's winning everything and he's friends yes. with everybody. He, he, he's, yes. the winner. he's the winner in my opinion. Um, I'll yeah. give, I'll give Nicole, you know, the kudos that yes, yeah, she won before, and here she is again. That's the that's the only strength I'm giving it. You know, that's the only thing that she won, and here she is again. I'm not happy with what she's done this season, and at a personal level, you know, I moved to Vicky, like that, that crap. That 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 made me want to puke. That was disgusting. Um, but so, do you think that is her strategy? That's pretty much the same way she won the last season. She, you know, protected herself by a strong lines and people around her and kind of playing the victim. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. The victim part. I, I'm not, first of all, this is an all-star season, so shame oh. on you that to be a floater and just sit behind. <laughs> that, that, that that's great on any season of Big Brother. Not not as a fan, oh, watch, but as a strategy, it's great. But on all-stars, right. no, that's what you're gonna do. Because Erica and Marcellus, they lost the game on my first all-stars on season seven. They lost in week one when they're just like hanging out and like we'll sit behind BB six. We don't really need to win anything. They they lost. So if those two got to the end together, I might have walked off the show and said, I'm not voting for either one of them. Yeah. But in all seriousness, because this is an all-star show. You got here as an all-star, and you want to just sit there and stand behind and watch the battles go? No, you have no respect for me. So, yeah. um, so like I said, the only thing that would give me any type of allegiance to Nicole or to think that she's deserving is that she's been there before, and yet for some reason she's here again, and no one wanted to do anything about it. All right. Um, but Co Cody, phenomenal. Um, Enzo. Playing a great game too. I don't know Christmas. Uh, uh, the, uh, the final four. I mean, they're all, in my opinion, deserving to be there for different reasons. I want to move into um, controversies over the over the years on Big Brother. Just things that were said, whether it was the live feeds or the regular um, programming. Um, everything from the quote-unquote racist season um, <laughs> with Aaron and Gina Marie and Amanda, all the way to uh, the current season with Nicole mocking. Um, Ian for his um for his um uh, autism. Here's the thing in, in in real life. I mean, yeah, no one likes bullies by, by any means. No one like a lot of people get bullied. You know, growing up, I did in high school or junior high. Whatever. Yeah, no one likes bullying, and, that, and that's what it is. That that's just a microcosm or even a, a macrocosm of, of of bullying. Um, now if you have real sin sincere views hatred, racism, whatever it is. First of all, I don't think you should be on television, but yeah, <laughs> you, can't, you, can't police, you can't police people's thoughts. It's, we're not there yet technologically, or if unless, we are, then we're not. Unless you scan their social media. I think that's really the only well, way. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, if they put their thoughts and writing then out there, yes, in the Cosmos, yes. and that's yes. a different story. But when you go in there, you, 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 could, you, could, you can BS a psychologist. You can BS a psychiatrist. They're, medicine is still evolving. They, they don't, they don't, it's not an end-all, be-all. They don't know everything. So you can pass through these tests. No different than you can pass a physical. If you, you know, if you got a hernia, you're just like, and you, and you, just, you can get through physical. You can get right. through mental at the same time. So these people, for some reason, getting on and holding these prejudices, these racisms, you should hold it with yourself. Not good. I'm not saying it's good and acceptable by any means, but if you are going to be that, I definitely, or a person should not definitely voice it. You should be thinking that this stuff is on television. This stuff right. is on the internet getting shot out into the cosmos around the world. So right. if you don't care about your livelihood or your jobs, and I, I don't know what your mindset is to think that and to say that. So um, a lot of times you have friends that maybe you don't like one of the friends that hangs out with you, but you never say anything to the person. So yeah. you keep those thoughts to yourself. When you come on Big Brother, you should probably keep that stuff to yourself or it's going to get exploited to the maximum. I heard I heard Nicole lost some of her sponsors right. because of it. Um, I remember um, – um, Oil of Olay and the wine company. Olay. But uh, Adam on yeah. Big Brother 9, he lost his job because he, he used uh, words that he shouldn't have relating to his field. Um and it's kind of sad because you got people that really came to play the Big Brother 
and enjoy it. I've seen some battles about yeah. Big Brother. What was Aaron's season? Was that Big Brother 15? Big Brother 15 was Aaron and Gina Marie's season, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are that are on the season that didn't, quote-unquote, use any racism or any type of bad uh, bullying or prejudice, prejudice uh, um, outburst, they, they, they feel like I'm on this racist season, tainted season, that I'm, I'm really not a part of Big Brother. I've seen it right. out there in the cosmos where I've read and seen these fights online. Like, I, right. I don't feel like I'm part of Big Brother because – you the, the the few the two three or four people tainted the show right and and it's i mean i mean it's kind of like you've seen some people get expelled over the years it's kind of like that whole season got expelled and they don't feel like part of big brother so i mean yeah if you notice they haven't brought anyone from that season back on all stars interesting right right yeah no no i know yeah. no. <laughs> well, here, here's here's the thing yeah yeah here's the thing al um you're going to be in the house and when there's money on the line and you're fighting, you're going to get mad. And you saw me get mad. Um, but to my defense, I was always subjective. I was never objective. Um, in terms of that's my opinion that your tie looks bad or, or you're not physically, um, capable of winning, you know, that that's, that's my opinion. That's subjective. I I don't think you should ever use objective because those things are true. They're more hurtful. They maybe can't yeah. be reversed. Now, I'm not justifying any of it, but you're going to get mad when you're locked in a house. You're going to get in fights with people. So I was subjective, not justifying it. But I guess if there's a level, uh, I didn't go below the belt. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was subject, but, but, yeah, but, I'm not, yeah, but you're going to get mad. You're going to get in fights. But, you know, some of the outbursts that we're talking about from some of these seasons, there wasn't yeah. even really anything instigating it. People were just sitting amongst themselves on I the know. couch, throwing out. Just throwing it out. Yes, throwing it out there, un- uncalled for, unacceptable. Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't be voicing that, especially because yeah. you're going to not only make yourself look bad, the show look bad, but people that are on the show to have their and enjoy their Big Brother experience, you kind of ruined it for some of them. Exactly. Very good. Speaking of below the belt, what are your thoughts on um... – some sexual inappropriate things that happened in previous seasons, like JC using an ice cream scooper to, to, to uh, caress or to massage some of his housemates. And, and Jessica Graff actually was notorious for being a butt poker. Uh, I, I heard about that. What do, you, um, what, do you th- what do you think of that? You, you want to know what, Al? I, I'm going to break it down to as real as possible. Um, if you're at a bus stop and you're waiting there and you go like this to someone's shoulder, you could technically be arrested for assault. By the lo- by the letter of the law, yeah. that yeah. is assault and you could be arrested for that. Now, oh. does it does it did it really affect that person's life? Pro- pro- probably not. But if I'm walking to the bus stop and I trip on accident and I fall into somebody, that's completely acceptable. Now, let's talk about the game of football. Um, we just talked about legality and, and, and touching someone and getting, getting, you know, getting assault or a battery charge, right? You could draw back at the quarterback position and I can completely knock you on your head and it's completely legal because this is now in the game of football in society. If I hit you like that, I go to jail. Correct. It's acceptable in the game of football. Big brother game is now another game of its own. So rules can be bent. I'm not, I'm not justifying. I'm just telling you the realities of it. No different right. than football. You know, the quarterback should have called the police on the, on the defender for hitting him. But no, this is football. He's allowed to hit you. So in the Big Brother house, when you walk in there, before you get in, the producers tell you, you can do anything you want to get to the end of this game 
except threaten someone with violence or use violence. But now you have some other things that in society, if someone followed you around, you could get a restraining order for stalking you. Big brother, you can follow someone around. That's not going to happen. You know, know, morally right or wrong. Yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to do something about that. Cause I talked about staying away from people when I was yelling at them and big brother straight up told me, no, that won't be necessary. So that's part of the game. Now, if you grab someone in an inappropriate way, sexually in the real world, you're going to jail. You're going, you're getting arrested. Right. I'm not condoning that in the big brother house, but if you do some things like that to lower levels, it's just like, Oh, the roommates, they, they live together. They're just kind of having fun within reason. Right. And what's the, what's the, I'm not justifying it, but it's right. kind of looked yeah. over now. Penetrating used against you like it did with Michael in your season, season six. Right, right. He, he he didn't really do anything. He was just he they it was actually a pressure situation where people thought they were going up and they started pointing this blame at Michael, really, to to get the get the target off of them to get nominated. And they kind of made him look like this so-called sexual deviant. Not, nothing even yeah. close to the way, but maybe a couple couple times, you know. This is Big Brother, though. You kind of know what you're signing up for. If, you, if you're a scuba diver, or for, we'll, we'll back up a little. If you don't like being underwater, scuba diving is not for you. But now you get into scuba diving and you're swimming, and now there's sharks and like, whoa, and you're freaked out by that. Well, you should know that comes with the territory. You signed up to play Big Brother. Now, you know that for the most part, no one's going to take a, you know, a kitchen utensil and hit you over the head with you. Hit you, hit you over the head with it, um, and more than likely, no one's going to punch you in the face. You know, within reason. Ninety-eight percent of the time in Big Brother, that's been the rule, and you've been safe. Now, a couple of times, you know, people went over the edge. Now, like I said, you cr- you came across that shark while you were scuba diving in Big Brother. You're going to come across things that are going to make you uncomfortable, but you kind of signed up for this game. Um, if, it be- if it becomes a real, real, real problem, yeah, you're going to go and talk w- with production and maybe you'll straighten it out. But yeah. things that you can get away with in the real world, you're not going to get away with a Big Brother. Yeah. But then there's things on Big Brother that you get away with in the real world that you won't get away with on Big Brother. Well, so it's not, a, it's not, there's not a, it's not clear and dry. It just really yeah. isn't. Well, you know, I look at Survivor on one season. Dan Spilo uh, was removed from the game due, due, due to repeated uh, inappropriate and wanted touching. I, I guess the difference with that is that the the, wom- the women actually complained versus when it was a big brother. Jessica was poking guys' butts, and the guys kind of laughed it off. So, you, you know, so I think that's the main difference, would you say? Well, well there you go. I would say it is the complaint because right. if you're at the bus stop and you bump into three people – Two of them are like, oh, it's an accident. One person might call the police on it because they were offended right. by that or thought it was wrong. Um, like you said, if it's not a problem for people, then no big deal. Justin on Big Brother 2, throwing bear bottles, threatening people's lives and unintentionally or unintentionally with knives um, or just being a physical bully. People people complained and production was like, whoa, what do we, what do we have here? So I think every situation is analyzed. But like you said, Al, I think if – no one's really complaining in a negative light about it, whether the viewers are seeing it or are offended by it. Right. And maybe it doesn't were. draw the attention and, and and get any type of uh, expulsion or any type of discipline. Or maybe there is discipline. Right. 
and you, you were it's it's swept under the rug and it doesn't happen again. You don't right. know what's going on with production, but it, I mean, if people are people are really really offended, they will tell production. Or you know what? Just like in the real world or in school, hey, you know, give me my lunch today. Don't take it. And Big Brother, speak up for yourself. Hey, I don't like yeah. that because I remember you know I go crazy in there a couple of times. People said, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. I think yeah. like Matt, you know, the way I, I was with, you know, the guys and the girls. And I think even Maggie specifically said, hey, I'm not comfortable with that, whatever it okay. was. You know, okay. and I kind of laid off on her because you got to know your audience. You could treat some people differently and other people another way. Yes, that's kind of what it boils down to. I'm not justifying taking, like like I said, kitchen appliances and sticking them wherever. Just, uh, <laughs> just yeah, you, or even that. The, the production really doesn't like that because you can hurt someone's eardrum by, by hitting the you know, the pans together by their air. Cause they, you know, oh, they get, yeah. Like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So they don't really yeah. like that. So. You know, another thing for this season, I'm no showmances. Uh, I, I always like seeing a good showmance on a, well, on here's a season the of Big Brother. No, no, no. Be, be, here, see, Big Brother is the ultimate social experiment. You're right. putting people on from all walks of life, all types of yeah. backgrounds, different places of the country. And now you put them in there, the ultimate social experiment for people. Now, All Stars. What does it come down to? You're, like you said, pregame alliances and probably winning events. It's a totally different game, and chemistries wow. aren't really there, or chemistries were already formed in the real life, and now they're right. brought into the house. And you're, now you're bringing a lot of people that are further down their career. They yeah. have they have jobs. They have husbands and kids. So, yeah, yeah. that's going to take away a lot of the excitement that we get to see on normal per se, big brother normal show. seasons. Right. Yeah. And also yes. I'm going to say, I don't know if that's necessarily true because if you've been reading the feeds or, you know, um, the, the, the different sources that sum up the feeds, I've heard Memphis and Christmas. Have really? I heard that. Right I, really? I heard that. Yeah. I know about that one. Why, oh, why, yeah. Why would they show that on the show? That, that's, that, that's a I was expecting it because I got, you know, I saw on Instagram or text or someone sent to me. Really? Uh, Christmas, yeah. Or someone said, uh, Christmas tried to kiss Memphis and she rejected him. And then she kissed him again. And that, <laughs> that's all I've heard. I don't know what else took place, but that's all I've heard. And yeah, yeah. Why, why wouldn't they put that into the show? Because the show had yeah. nothing. This, this last episode, they had to have talk about Christmas doing a dance from the third grade. They right. had... Enzo talking to a, a cow and they had some other thing that I'm like, this is what they're filling the show up with today or, or yeah. something else. I really, I'm like, what, what, what is going on here? But yeah, they couldn't bring that into the play. Yeah. I don't get it. I thought for sure they were going to bring it up when Memphis was getting evicted. Somehow, you know, they're, they're getting torn apart. They're no longer yeah. going to be together in the house and it never got brought up. Uh, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, I've also heard of them, you know, after kissing, play looking at the cameras and being like, is that what you want to see? Oh, wow. This is some Not good inside that. scoops I had no idea. Wow, that, yeah, I don't know. That, that, I mean, that would add a little bit of excitement to a, in my, in my opinion. So we've had 22 Big Brothers. We've had yep. Big Brother over the top. We've had yep. Celebrity Big Brother 1 and 2. So that's 25 seasons. I have this one ranked at 25th best of all time. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so if you're going to have the 25th Even over best, season one. Okay, I, you know what? I, can't, I, still, <laughs> I still can't watch that one. It's so difficult it's, for me. I, I tried yeah. about six months ago, and I got about three episodes in, and, and I it's love Georgie, not, but it's yeah. just I, I, I can't watch it. Just because traditional, you know, when 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 Shapiro and Grounder took over and Big, Big Brother Two, and it's evolved right. into what we have today. It exactly. just was such a different animal, and I can't watch it. So 
So maybe I have it ranked as 24th. Sorry about that, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Howie, t- keep us updated on your life. Um, I know you're in uh, Anchorage, Alaska now, which is awesome. Uh, which is I, what I love is that when you did your first first did your season of Big Brother, you're a meteorology student. Now you're a full fledged meteorologist, which I think it's you you pursued your dreams. Uh, I think that's awesome. How, how has it been, man? I liked it, and, and it was, I was also a Jedi in training later on in Big Brother. So, oh yeah, but, uh, but it did, I was a train in training because I got evicted. It didn't help me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I um, let's see. I graduated from meteorology in '09. And then the thing is, I had a couple offers right away that I could have got right in the weather, but I was actually one of my newfound passions. Well, it's been an old passion, but it really came into light in about 09 when I met this guy named Dr. Matthew Johnson, who's the foremost authority on the subject of Bigfoot and the paranormal, or Bigfoot oh, more specifically. Cool. So I've been going, and what's what's taken me away from the last Big Brother excursion I've gone on was um, Cody's first season was at what season was that in 2014? Um, Big mm-hmm. Brother 16? 22 Maybe? minus 6. Yeah, it was 18, uh, right? Okay. Man, oh, sorry, 16, 16, 16, uh, 16. 16. So that's yeah. the last time I went out because on my trips, instead of like going out to see Big Brother events, I've been going Bigfooting. And I've gone <laughs> on several Bigfoot encounters, and I've seen him three times now. I've had multiple, multiple encounters. 100% real if you want to talk about oh, it now or, wow. or maybe for another show. But, yeah, um, 100% real. Awesome, awesome. I'll, I'll message you. I'll, I'll, I can bring you guys out. Are you going to dress as Bigfoot for Halloween? Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I am with, I am waiting on the costume in the mail right now. <laughs> that is great. So, Moosey, awesome. send that costume ASAP. She said well, she's I, I think Bigfoot is more probable than Loch Ness Monster between both of the uh, the urban legends, so to speak. No, I, I agree with you, but there's some other there's some truth to those Loch Ness Monsters. I uh, don't have as, the experience I have. With Bigfoot, Bigfoot, yeah, Bigfoot, 100% real. Um, but yes, uh, meteorology. Then, so I I held off my my meteorology career because I was actually in the running for two Bigfoot shows. I got down to the final, like the final whatever couple, yeah. uh, Doctor J and myself, and I thought I didn't want to start a weather job because I got offered some positions, and then uh, two months later, I'm sorry, I I, I got to go because I got a I got a reality show or a Bigfoot show. I just don't think that was good to get into my career and, and do that. So I held yeah. off couple extra years and then in 2015 um yeah i started in joplin missouri uh doing the weather um i was there for two years now i've been here for three years in uh anchorage alaska and, and i love it I, I don't consider it work i wake up I, awesome. I i put together um you know i pr- my preparation i i get the i get my weather ready and i go on tv and, and i talk about it and i i i absolutely love it um, just it, it's fascinating. It's different every day talking about and, and Alaska weather is probably really interesting to talk about. Very interesting and very, very difficult because where I live, I'm wedged in between all these mountains. We're on the water. A storm could hit the mountains and get deflected and just changes the scenarios yeah. very, very quickly changes temperatures. And, um, it could be snowing on one side of the street. Not it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. That we got our first, we got our, got our first snow the other day too, as well. A couple Look of, at on that. Sunday. yeah. Look so. at that. So and COVID is fairly low in Alaska too, right? Um, our numbers are higher than ever, uh, but okay. we want to compare it to the rest of the country. We are at yeah, we are at completely the best. I think we had sixty-seven deaths. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we're, we're a couple of days now. We've had a couple two hundred, two hundred twenty-five new cases uh, daily. Whereas when it first when it first started, we were like maybe ten cases a day. Um, 
for the law for the longest time, I want to say until about August, we had only had about ten deaths. Uh, but for yeah. whatever reasons, we've been spiking now. I think people have relaxed on their mask and social distancing as much now, and things right. have opened up. And I think that's kind of altered it. But for the most part, I mean, you're talking about a, a state that only has eight hundred thousand people statewide, and right. here in Anchorage, the largest city in the in the state, uh, has half the population. So four hundred thousand. Uh, my 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 meter out my weather broadcast actually is statewide. It goes everywhere, but it's only hitting eight. You know, total. That's that's the the size of the population for a state right. that is really more than two, double the size of Texas. You know, it, it is a huge spread out. When you get outside of Anchorage, it's just very vastly populated. You can run into no one for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles. So yeah, COVID spiking up right now. It's it's at its worst here, but still, on a positive, better than the rest of the country by far. By far. Right. So probably the safest place to be. I mean, if you need to take a test flying back. You need to take a test when you get back. Very, uh, very, right, very regulated. So they keep it. They keep it pretty. Uh, they keep it pretty tight. Yeah, I, I almost wish I was there. And and lastly, I uh, have to ask: um, Are you a fan of The Mandalorian? Are you looking forward to it? Uh, the, show, the show makes the last three movies look like a pile of garbage. The show, <laughs> yeah, the Mandalorian was awesome. I, I, right? I, think I, I think I finished it in like three or four days. I'm like, oh, I need more. When right? is, it, is it November? Is it coming back in November? October 30th, buddy. Oh, wow. Two, nine, I know. Two weeks, no, that's awesome. Isn't that great? Oh, how awesome was that show? Oh, my God. It's the best. It's the I best. Mean, even for me, Baby Yoda, not Baby Yoda, like, whatever. Did you like it, Chris? Did you like I it? Did. I did. I did. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah, the whole thing. I knew, too, when, like, when uh, that thing was attacking the Mandalorian, I knew Baby Yoda was going to use the force. You knew it. I'm like, oh, come on, use the force. Help him. Yes, and he did it. I'm like, that's awesome. Oh, that, that show was unbelievable because Disney yeah. really destroyed the last three Star Wars. Those are terrible. I don't you even count. I don't all count three of them? Which are the worst? What's the best of the worst? Best of the worst. For me, it's solo. Uh, out solo? Of the films of the new. Oh, you're even talking about like the the, the independent. Solo, in, include solo and Rogue One in that. Uh, which one was the best of them? I of mean, the, the, from a movie standpoint, if you if you woke up one day, never heard Star Wars, and went to watch a movie, they were all phenomenal movies. Great special effects. Um, right. You know, some some cool scenes here and there. But from a Star Wars standpoint, I grew up. My father had it. I had it. Now you, Leia, you have this power. She was going to grow up to become a Jedi. Luke was going to rebuild the Jedi Council. That was the whole story. So why doesn't the story take place where you see Luke rebuild the Jedi Council, dethrone the rest of the Empire and the Third Order and all that crap? And then, then you see <laughs> Kylo Ren try to take that down. But yet they fast forward it way past that. Right. You know, all the great story pieces and then try to throw these new characters in that I could not care less about. They yeah, they ruined three movies. They ruined the Star Wars legacy. But you know what? To me it goes back to the to the Skywalkers and, and back yes. to, to um to the Emperor. That that's the real Star Wars to me. I don't I don't count these last three. If you notice that's what they were doing with uh, the Rise of Skywalker movie. They were trying to retcon everything that people were complaining about and it just it just didn't work, sadly. They, they might as well put the Incredible Hulk in there. Nothing else would have shocked me. I'm dead serious. They're, yeah. they're, they, they hype up that, that uh, Snoke, and then he, then, he, then he dies in like the right. fourth minute of the second movie. And right. it just, ah. Uh, I mean, then, then you see those little Jedi at the end of the second one, and 
where are that? Like, what are you alluding to? The story doesn't line up. The characters don't line up. It just, it was nonsense, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Lucas didn't have to give me, there was, didn't have to be any money exchange. I would have made the movies a million times. I would have kept everybody happy in the Star Wars legacy. And he messed up and gave it to that lady at Disney and just really trashed it. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. Well, yes. at, least we, at least we got the Mandalorian and the trailers look amazing. And uh, no, there's how- gonna. There'll be some good Star Wars stuff. Just those last three movies, yes. just get rid of them from existence. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. Howie, yeah. it was awesome talking to you here on Below the Belt Show. I think it's been a lot. Man, it's been over 10 years since we've had you on, I think. But, uh, oh, we are, yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, but we're, we're I, Last time I that. saw you was at some event in L.A., I want to say. Somewhere, yes, yeah. I think it was like yeah. a, a reality. What Was it a, one of Mertz events, the Big Brother or Survivor uh, after party, one of those parties. It's uh, been so long, but no, no, I appreciate, you had, yeah, I appreciate you having me back on. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I wish we had some more exciting things to talk about in terms of the big brother season. We'll just, but Hey, it's our guilty pleasure. Even when it's it bad, it's still good. It's like bad pizza. You still eat it. We're going to watch <laughs> it and just hope for the, hope for the best in the next uh, week right. or so and see what we can do. All right. And for all time's sake, if you could cut a promo, let us know who you are from big brother. Uh, Let's know you're on Below the Belt Show, throw out a catchphrase, whatever you want at the end. In case a lot of you um, have been living uh, under a rock for the better part of the last 15 years, I am Beefcake Big Boy, Jedi, Hurricane Howie from Big Brother 6 and Big Brother 7 All-Stars. And you either like Howie, you love Howie, or you're too ignorant not to like me. (laughs) And let us know you're on Below the Belt. And this is Below the Belt with Al Soto and Kristen Michelle. (laughs) All <laughs> right, awesome. Oh, thanks so much, man. It was awesome. Thanks, bud. Sorry for the technical glitches getting hey, on. Hey, that just... happens, buddy. Yeah. I haven't used Skype since I saw you last. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better now. Trust me. No, it, it, it looks awesome. It's it's it worked out. I appreciate you guys yeah. bearing with me, and I appreciate you guys having me on once again. Awesome, Howie. Our pleasure. All right, have a good have a good night, man. Thanks, Chris, and you too, Al. Right. Talk to you guys right, soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Josie's on a vacation far away Come around and talk it over So many things that I wanna say You know I like my girls a little bit older I just wanna use your love Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. Yes. Wow. What an interview with Big Brothers, Howie Gordon, myself, and Kristen Michelle. You're all college friends. (laughs) At our first interview on Below the Belt Show. Memory lane, man. Killed it in this interview. And, of course. She was great. Who doesn't remember the Outfield's classic? Um classic song your love which oh, right. probably played in every every bar you can imagine um <laughs> it seems like it played at every 
there's like on the playlist of every bar for some reason. Didn't it seem like that that was the case? I, I mean, it was always on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those songs, you know. You yeah. get up, dance, like. I know, great. right? Um. So, uh, for your TV fans, they're gonna have a big um panel event called the Paley Center for Media. They have this every year. It's usually an in-person event, but of course they're doing a virtual event. Um, hey. You'll have panels for Supernatural on CW, um, uh, the 20th anniversary panel for Girlfriends, Amazon Prime's The Boys, which is very popular. Yeah. I'm late to the game on that one. My favorite, Rick and Morty on Adult Swim. So you'll see some panels released um, this Friday um and other panels uh released um throughout the weekend so check it out at the paley fest website for information on how you can see that so pr- seems pretty exciting um and really quick um so they had the uh, billboard awards um last week um hosted by kelly clarkson's a three-time host top artist goes to post malone Billie Eilish wins top new artist. Harry Styles for a fan voted Billboard Chart Achievement Award. There he is. And who doesn't love Watermelon <laughs> Sugar? Yeah. Top male artist Post Malone. Female artist Billie Eilish. Uh, Post Malone pretty much just dominating yeah, the Billboard Music Awards. So. And um, general, I'm sure you'll be watching the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Um, wow, one of our favorites of all time, the Pesh Mode, will be inducted. Yeah, that's uh, um, it. Makes me feel a little like I saw some kind of uh, meme recently about how, yeah. like, when you know, twenty years ago, that's my jam playing on the radio. Then right. Ten years ago, that's my jam playing uh, playing mm-hmm. in the club, and then now that's my jam playing playing on Alexa. <laughs> yeah, right. Playing, playing in the grocery store. Oh, the grocery store. <laughs> Yeah, they like, to, they like to play throwbacks in the, the grocery store. You're right. Yeah, uh, and, but guess, uh, and like yeah, hearing about so, all these bands I loved, like going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like Radiohead went a couple of years ago, and dude, it's gonna be it's like it's gonna be all virtual now, dude. They're not doing it in person because I attended it last year. It was it was an amazing, amazing show to watch The Cure, Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, Radiohead all get inducted um you know right and just pretty much a mini concert for all those great artists mm-hmm. um but this one i mean we have um of course the pest mode's one of them the doobie brothers whitney houston nine inch nails notorious big and t-rex um dave Grohl will begin the show by introducing that the is a great 2020. freaking lineup though so, <laughs> it's, yeah. such a, it's such a d- diverse lineup. so dope. so great to hear like so dope. i'm a fan of all of them which is pretty uh which is you know a lot of times you can't say that but yeah that's a that's a dope class for this year yep it's going to be on hbo november 7th if you want to check it out and i will definitely be checking it out um uh, General, I sent you this. This is oh, man. Speaking of the Cure, Miley Cyrus covered the Cure. 
cranberries and her. I was not a fan. I loved it. I thought it was great. I liked it too. I actually really did. Why did he tear that apart? It actually almost made me upset. Because he is a he's he's a naturally contrarian old man. That's that's all he is. (laughs) (laughs) Violet's got so much talent. She she, yeah. I mean she delivered. She does. I mean zombie was great. In fact, that's going to be our closing uh, cool cut. Is the is Miley's of zombie because it's Halloween coming up and everything. Um, But just on a side note, next week is our Halloween episode on um, October 28th. All of us will be in costume. What are Um, you going to, what are you going to be wearing? um, I have, you know what? I have a clue. I can bring the clue over momentarily. Okay. In the the waiting room, our special guests will be joining us. So I didn't want to, I miss on that opportunity, but uh, your grace, you're always, and you know what? I, w- I wanted maybe the Halloween episode to be a free for all. Typically we cap okay. our, we typically cap our uh, co-host list at between four or five, but you know, this is a welcome all. If you guys want to come back, uh, I want everybody to be in costume. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have Juliet Landau from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Awesome. which is uh, going to be awesome. She played Drusilla, you know, she had a lot of, uh, um, you know, scenes, memorable scenes with Spike uh, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. So that should be really exciting. So she was, she was hot back in the day too. Oh my God, was she hot? Yeah. <laughs> Wonder what she looks like these smoke. days, but it's yeah. So I think we're gonna be uh, ready to welcome uh, the one and only Melanie Chartoff on Below the Belt Show. I'm really excited about this, guys. Um, she's got a memoir coming up in 2021. Rugrats will be um, rebooted um, in 2021 as well. Um, Jenna, you see, were your kids a Rugrats fan, or were you a Rugrats fan? Like, you know, you could have been a Rugrats fan too, because it was that. Memoir. I was a little bit like, uh, by the time Rugrats came out, I was yeah. just past the age like okay. uh, where I was into That's it. Fair. Although I mean I remember my sister liked it, so Morgan yeah. you like it. You're like I think I was like slightly a little bit older, but I I mean I remember watching it. Like okay. yeah, I remember but... seeing the movie. <laughs> Hi Melody. Movies? Yes. <laughs> so, that's... <laughs> so that's why we yeah. have to have I hope I'm not interrupting anything. No, we're ready for you. Nice to see you. It's so much fun to come into my office and there are all these people here I've never met before. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's welcome on Below the Belt Show, actress extraordinaire that's uh, spent decades in Broadway, the big screen, the small screen, and of course, her voiceover work on Rugrats. Melanie Chartoff. Melanie, good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Thank you. I have done other things since then, but it's still nice to be remembered for those. Of course, absolutely. Well, I have to say that the uh, the defining work that I remember you for was you playing Grace Musso on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. That was so much fun. They made me these hot little suits, you know, mm-hmm. and high heels and the big hair and yeah. Always smoking in some scenes, smoke <laughs> year. Yes, I love and you it. did that. You did that something all the time. Yeah. Oh, uh, so uh, which other characters did you enjoy? <laughs> oh my gosh! Not anybody but me. <laughs> did you enjoy? Yeah, I mean the show was was great. I mean a three season run, right? And uh, and I think it, it, the show pushed the envelope compared to 
a lot of the other coming of age uh, shows, it seems. <laughs> and I was in I was in high school when it came out, and I actually wore those Parker Lewis shirts too. I remember being so excited when my mom bought me one. <laughs> I was in like ninth Aww. grade. Oh. <laughs> You're a real fan. I was. That's I was. why. I that's why. That that's why here. he had to be here, Melanie, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Oh, it's for you. It's all for you. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's <laughs> like there's like silk patterns. Morgan's too young to remember anything I've ever done that was notarized. Notar- no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's like Melisandre. Yeah. <laughs> she looks a lot younger. So how long have you had this show? Is this a well, pandemic born show? This, this is a pandemic um, um, show. We left the radio station and now we're doing our show virtually. And um, I got an email from your PR. And uh, I mean, let we, gosh, you have so much to talk about because you have a memoir. Well, it's actually a book of essays and stories. All okay. very, uh, all, all the stories represent a career of fifty years in theater and television and on fifty screen. Fifty years! Wow! Wow! I talk awesome. about what I like to be um, on Broadway and in a mm-hmm. flop, and um, backstage on on television shows. What went on behind the scenes, really? And um, it's just another perspective. You know, actors, we're all dealing with identity and adapting ourselves to new shows all the time and right. playing with our hair and playing with our hair color and changing, you know, our identities all the time. So I think a lot of people will identify with that, having to be this way for one group and this way for another job, right. that way for somebody else and trying to find a husband at the same time, which I didn't get around to doing until very recently i read that at 65 you got married for the first time that's congratulations right. congratulations no it's pretty good i never so, knew be really good like this yes why has marriage eluded you uh, did you did you have a lot of fun before then is that why <laughs> marriage eluded you fun and i had some heartbreaks you know like oh, we all yeah and true. i was just an odd woman to fit you know i was just kind of um oblong i was very uh, complicated and i finally met somebody who's also odd so oh, our good oddness turned into evenness when we're together that's, and great. that's a good so analogy yeah when you, started in lockdown i thought Oh, we're not going to get along. This is going to be bad. But we're like Adam and Eve in Eden. I swear to God, we're so. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. That's great. Good. Well, that's they wonderful. say that's a that's a good test of a new relationship is how you do in the pandemic. Yeah, I, it's an amazing test. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're great. And he gave me like two prefab great kids. You know, no stretch marks, no labor. Right. I just got them fully made. <laughs> yeah. They've gotten all over their, their difficulties. Their real mother brought them up pretty well. So I oh, just okay. have easy stuff. But they're too big for my lap. So okay. now someone's asked me to be her daughter, her newborn daughter's god-grandmother. Aww. Now a god-grandmother. Really nice. I'll be meeting the baby on Friday for the first time. So. Oh, very nice. Oh, that's that's and, exciting. I know. Oh. Whole new so, role. So, so there's entire essays and stories based on what you just told us? Well, a lot of big turning points. Yeah. Uh, turning points in thinking. Um, a lot of stuff about being backstage at Fridays and what that was really like. You know, we make it really look good on screen, but the stress of that show. Right. It's like Saturday Night Live. It was, you know, right. 16-hour days, getting ready for it, having your sketch cut at the last minute, trying not to cry on screen. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what was, what was uh, Andy Kaufman like? 
Well, you know, he and I had been friends for a while in New York before that. He was hard to be very close with for me, but we were buddies. He was like a really nice Jewish boy. Really? So he wasn't he wasn't like that kind of, you know, merry prankster behind the behind the, you know, when the camera wasn't on. Um, he was really nice. You know, we all hung out and um, he was sweet. He kept himself. He was very introverted, actually. Really? So was yeah. was man on the, like when you saw man on the moon, like did that seem like really was that not a an accurate portrayal of him? Um, I don't think it was. You know, Jim always puts a little spin on it. But I mean, in terms of the appearance and the walk and the, the voice spot on. I mean, he's an amazing impersonator. Terms of the inner life, I'm I'm not quite sure. He um he was a heavy meditator before any of us knew what it meant. He would meditate mm-hmm. twice a day, even when he was on taxi. Um, wow, it's really sweet. Like he would come to Fairfax High at night with me, so I could run the track without getting you know kidnapped. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, he took me from my first macrobiotic food here in Los Angeles many years ago. I mean. He's a nice guy. Of course, his bigger than life persona always like shocked me because when he did uh, Tony Orlando or no, not Tony Orlando. What was the name? Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Clifton. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What a mess that was. Um, He could turn on the sexuality and charisma and power that you could not see coming from him. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I'd like like to know how it was working with Gary Busey in uh, Plato's Run. I actually got a chance to uh, check that out on Tubi TV today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, he is tough to work with. First of all, he was very fussy that his trailer had to be bigger than mine. and Really? What? Wow. Ficus. He had to have a ficus tree in his trailer. Oh, my goodness. And I had all these lines. I was playing a muckraking journalist, and I had all these lines with him, and yeah. they were funny lines. And yeah, said, no, I loved your, I loved your role in it. He said, uh, let's improvise the scene. You're an improvisationalist. I said, yes, of course. And we improvised the scene, and he took all the funny lines. So what could I do? Uh, He's a very uh, good, an extraordinarily good actor. And he also had a a bad head head injury when he fell off his motorcycle, I think, in the 80s. Um, But very good actor. And he should really play Trump. I really think he should. (laughs) <laughs> i could i hadn't I had although i like alex of that Baldwin's. but i could totally see that now now that you mention it oh I my do like gosh alex it's like perfect a, uh, version but uh have to, that's an interesting take on it that's for sure yeah. if, if they were to um reboot uh parker lewis can't lose would you be on board for that because a lot of the shows have been rebooting like saved by the bell you know all these great 90s shows 90210 got the reboot um just on fox just last year right um, so all shows have been, uh, from the 90s, have been uh, having a new resurgence, it seems. Well, I would love to do a reunion film if the guys were into it. I, I yeah. would love to. Of course, Miss Musso would be a lot older and a little more crotchety. Crotchety? I'm sorry, I can't. Michael, can you help me with the word again? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's crotchety. Crotchety. Crotchety, yeah. Yeah, more grouchy. Well, well, that could I could totally, you know, I could totally see the Miss Musso character kind of, uh, kind of going in that direction where, you know, she's probably not going to mellow out with age. She's going to become more of a curmudgeon. Probably. Yes, yes, very good. Especially, you know, when when I'm Parker sorry. is 
constantly undermining her. <laughs> it was so much fun, though. I think it was one of my favorite jobs because um, the kids were so great. They were so mm -hmm. much fun. And even though the hours were really tough, you know, it was sort of like shooting a special effects war movie or a sci-fi movie mm -hmm. because we had explosives and effects in yeah. every scene. But they mm -hmm. made it so much fun. Our producer, Clyde Phillips, was just a doll to work for. And, you know, if the health, if there's a healthy person at the top, the father figure, the whole show just feels like a happy family. Right. If you got a great right. person at the helm, it can really ruin a job for, for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. So moving on to uh, Rugrats. Um, so I'm reading here, Rugrats will get a revival. Yes. Uh, will premiere in January 2021. You're reprising your role as Dee Dee. I don't think I'm, I'm not sure about that yet. It's not oh, set, but I can't say that I'm sure. No, um, okay. it's going to be very different. I think the parents will be involved a lot less. Um, ah, I see. And, uh, you know, Stu, uh, Stu Pickles is gone. He's not available anymore. He's gone That's from, sad. which is very sad. And, Grandpa, one of the grandpas is gone. So um, I'm not quite sure what'll happen. I know that one of the characters is a lesbian now. Okay, and really? The show will focus more on the babies uh, than the adult situations. And uh, they'll have more ethnic ethnic uh, young babies. So, so they're going woke, as they say, the, the whole that term. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> 2020. It's 2020, right? Yeah, but some uh, some of the people are definitely doing it again. I just haven't uh, we haven't worked that out. I'm not sure I'll be doing it. But uh, Angelica oh, is played by Cheryl Chase. Will still be mm. played by Cheryl Chase, and the the babies will a lot of the babies will still be there. E.G. Daly uh, will still be on, and um, Cat Susie will still be on, and we'll just see about the rest. We just don't know what it'll look like. Okay, well, I think it's. I think it's great that it's getting a revival because, I mean, you guys had a long run in the, the 90s and early 2000s. You've had all these spinoffs and movies, and you've been a part of every single um, iteration of, of Rugrats, haven't you? Yeah, I, we did the movies. I have action yeah. figures. I have action figures. I, we did games. Wow. I did commercial. I just have to share this with you. Um, they wanted us to do a GM commercial as the characters. It was a cartoon commercial. And I had three lines, and I worked a half hour, and I made $25,000. Holy smokies. That's awesome. Wow. I said, okay, we got it. And I said, are you sure? Is there anything else you'd like me to do? I could sing. I could. And then they said, no, we got it. And I felt, like, guilty about that. I, <laughs> I, gave, I gave a lot of I donated a lot of it, but it was really a nice <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing! Wow, now we know what it's like to be a star in in the uh, yeah. the voiceover world. Mm -hmm. A cartoon star too. I mean, I wasn't even really on camera. I, I know it's amazing. You don't have to get your hair done. You don't have to wear a bra. Yeah. Heels. Wear sweats. You know, yeah. look like yeah, exactly. Kind of like I am now. You know, just roll out of bed <laughs> and, and get get to the sound booth. Right. You know, that's right. <laughs> that's so it's like it's like during it's the awesome. pandemic we're all auditioning for voiceover work yeah. at all times i know and we're all writing books too i mean they're exactly just, mine doesn't come out till groundhog day i'm doing a tie-in with a uh, huskatani phil or whatever his name is <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's really forgotten because now that the the weather is so different you know climate change has really affected when winter mm -hmm. comes and goes so right. poor, poor phil you know he's just not yeah. getting 
much attention this year. Uh, my, my wife actually grew up in Pennsylvania, and she was shocked when she uh, when she moved away and discovered that people outside of Pennsylvania knew what Groundhog Day was. <laughs> <laughs> that was really? before before the movie. That was before. That was right before the movie came out. Oh. And uh, and like uh, she was, she just thought it was like a local thing, like where she grew up when she was a kid. And yeah, so that's my awesome. Groundhog Day story. Nice. <laughs> but Melanie, you you've also done recently um, another voiceover project. Okay, Ko, let's be heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they cast me in a role named Miss Charisma. Uh, who teaches charisma. And that's what I do. I have a side business where I work with clients on Skype and Zoom on making their persona more stellar. So oh, I said, Did you know, that's awesome. And the producer said, no, we just like you and Parker Lewis. So that's why we hired you. Wow. I mean, how can you make all of us more charismatic? We're already off the charts with our charisma. <laughs> I'm teasing. But. Very, very nice people. Thank you. <laughs> I was, um, you know, I was thinking the other day doing OKKO OK was so different than doing the cartoon Rugrats. First of all, right. it was about 10 years later, because when we did Rugrats, we would do the the dialogue and then they would draw to our faces. They would make it look oh. like our faces. Oh, so you're, the mouse were moving with the, they with would, the dialogue. They would watch us. They would make sketches of us and then they would match picture they would draw the picture and these are people in korea who didn't even speak english they would draw the picture to match the intonations and the faces mm -hmm. but okko OK which is maybe how cartoon network does all its shows the drawings are all done the, every everything is drawn the whole film is made and we fit into the behavior and the the voice we fit in the voice to the picture does that does that become really strange like do you have to like kind of time the way you're you're reading the lines based on what you see with the with the with the with the lip movement and everything yes michael it is harder and I, and you know the people added who who had done it before are really good it took me a little while to get the hang of it mm -hmm. um, i had to read the entire script which is all storyboards do you know what that is Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, little pictures of, of every scene and yep. see what I was doing, whether I was exploding in one line and, or whether I was, you know, uh, being loving in one line. I mean, I had to match my face to the, the, the character. So it's like wow. you're always learning new stuff in this business. Huh. You know? I love it. So your bio calls you a, a late bloomer in the uh, in the entertainment industry. Is that, is that an accurate statement? I'm a late bloomer. Bloomer in the love industry. Oh, the love industry. Okay. <laughs> that's that's where the married for the first time at 65 comes from. Okay. Because you've yeah. been, I mean, I'm first of all, all these great television shows that you've worked yeah. on. My you God. Were, you were George Costanza's girlfriend for an episode. Yes. Seinfeld. So it was actually, I was on the final Seinfeld. Yeah, it was a yes. great, great oh, feeling. Wait, which I'm episode? Funny Girlfriends. What, Morgan? Which I like. I love Seinfeld. Which episodes? Well, I wasn't one of the funny girlfriends. I was one of the straight girlfriends. And this is the one where yeah. I'm having a birthday party for my child, and there's a hamburger catches fire in the kitchen. Yes, and George pushes everyone out, <laughs> and Thanks. you say, "You, I saw you push the women and children." <laughs> yes. I, like I love Seinfeld. That's so awesome. I that didn't is know awesome. that. I that know. Is and on the final Seinfeld, I, I was a character witness against him. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so great. 
everybody who had ever been on, you know, from the soup Nazi to the librarian. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Final episode, they, they gave character witnesses against how terrible they all were. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it was great to be part of that, too. And I was on the Newhart yeah. show, which was maybe before your time, Morgan, again. I'm thinking you're is that the Is that the Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl show? Yes, Right. Yeah, I do remember that. Dr. Mary Kaiser, I'm looking at your IMDb. Right. I got to be everybody's therapist. You know, Peter Scolari, uh, uh, Bob Hart, Mary, what was her name? Carr? Mary Carr? She was beautiful. And I was Tom Poston's therapist. And, you know, they were all crazy. And the wonderful thing about I'll just say this one thing. I know you weren't big Newhart fans, but the, um, the, my, one of my last episodes, was the episode where um, a patient, Jack Riley, who later played my husband on Rugrats, sees Bob Newhart in my lobby and right. says, what are you staring at? And I say, oh, you have to excuse Mr. Newhart. Please excuse my patient. He was very screwed up by some shrink in Chicago, <laughs> which was Newhart's <laughs> first show. You don't get it. It's, it, it it's, no, actually, I do. I do get the reference you're saying, because in his first show, he played a psychiatrist. Right. right. So I'm saying I'm trying to undo the terrible work done to him in Chicago. And then later <laughs> on, as the show came to a close, a couple of episodes later, it turned out he woke up from a dream and he was still in bed with Suzanne Flechette from the Ocean. Yeah, that's like that's like a classic and infamous. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, that's a really well-remembered um, one of the most famous endings for a TV show. Oh, well, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. It was pretty brilliant, you know. And uh-huh. that, that the whole sitcom for four or five years had just been a nightmare, so. Lots wow. of sitcoms on your uh, IMDb. Married with Children, you played Laurie Diamond. How was your experience on that set? I mean, working with Katie Siegel and Ed well, O'Neill, of course. I mean, my well, gosh. It was fantastic. I was the lawyer for a guy that had broken into Al's house, their house, and he was suing Al for hitting him and breaking his jaw or something. Oh, yes, yes. We sued Al and we won. Partly sleeping with the judge, apparently. Oh, wow. (laughs) Weird Science, Uh, you played Marsha Donnelly for five episodes. That had a nice little... Two-year run of a series, um, obviously, um, you know, a series, a sequel series for the uh, the famous movies from the 80s. But how did you enjoy your experience on that show? It was fun, except that at a certain point I said, I'm not going to say these words anymore, like Hooters. And they put a lot of words in Marsha's mouth that she wouldn't say because oh. she was a lechy boy. So um, they were always trying to get shock value out of me because I was playing it so prim and proper. And they always wanted to make me like, you know, one of the guys. But I I resisted. (laughs) But they kept hiring me anyway. So it was it was really fun. What can I say? I've had some really lucky breaks. Yes. We'll have a good time. I did. I did a pilot year ago, year and a half ago. Really funny pilot. We shot it in Florida about a, um, a shrink. And he's trying to steal the. The Miami Steelers, is it? What's Miami the name? Miami Steelers or the Miami Dolphins? Dolphins is yeah. the NFL team. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins are all involved with some guru. And so my okay. son is a therapist just trying to seduce them into regular, like, therapy. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. 
married, I just married a man who's the same age as my son, and they're fighting over my estate. So anyway, it was really fun. I don't know what'll happen. I think they were going to shoot during this pandemic, but now I don't know what'll happen. Aww. So what about Broadway? Um, so par- apparently the doors are closed for Broadway until, I guess, summer now of 2021. If, if previously it was May. Now it looks like it's June or July of 2021. It's such a sad state of affairs for, for Broadway and all the actors involved. You're, in you're in New York. I can see like all the, uh, the water towers and stuff. Where are <laughs> yeah, this is actually a great backdrop, but we're actually hunkered down in uh, Maryland right now. Um, yeah. Between Maryland and D.C., we're, we're a Maryland, D.C.-based show. Oh, are you, yeah. guys, are you guys all actors? I am. I'm, I'm not an actor. I'm just a, uh, I guess, an enthusiast. <laughs> Morgan is a dancer extraordinaire and also, yeah. and she has dabbled in acting as well. She's, she's done a great web series called oh. Clown Under the Bed. You can catch on YouTube. Oh, you'll have to send me the link. It's brilliant. It's yes. brilliant. I like to see what people are doing now. It's a whole new world. Oh, thank you. It's yes. a whole new world. Yeah. Really what, do you, and, and, what do you do do? When you're not watching television. Being a comic book aficionado, right? <laughs> he, re- he really should have a blog or a book. I mean, he is a vast wealth of knowledge. Of knowledge. Like, that is, he that really is, that is. funny that you say that because I, really as I was should. looking, really looking through your IMDb history. I mean, my, my day job is a, I am a. Uh, well, you don't have to say that on the show. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to talk about that. Okay, I, 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 I won't. It's, it's oh, very hi. corporate. <laughs> it's very corporate oh. and not terribly exciting. But it's, uh, but I, I will say that, you know, in tying in with the theme of a lot of our, uh, of our podcast, you're actually a part of the DC Extended Universe because you were on an episode of Wonder Woman. <laughs> in like back in the uh, back in the in the, in oh, the 70s. cool with Linda Carter yeah yeah <laughs> that was one of the first things I came out from New York to do and I got to work with um oh a lot of wonderful people like this man from Laughing who was hilarious he kidnapped mm-hmm. me you know and and I was supposed to be frightened and horrified but I was so excited yeah. that I was with him <laughs> it was hard <laughs> to like feel terrible about it they'd flown me out I was staying in a first class hotel and here I was to be upset and terrified so it was a struggle not to be happy the whole shoot <laughs> and I had Rick, Rick Springfield played my my boyfriend on that episode wow. Rick Springfield. Oh, wow wow that's cute. That is amazing trivia because my friend Brigetta played Rick Springfield's muse in an episode of Californication uh, where Rick, <laughs> Rick played himself. Um, so, uh, yes, that, that's an interesting tie in there. <laughs> now I need to bring that up. That's pretty cool. <laughs> How cool is that? So, yeah, so, so your memoir, um, Feb- uh, Odd Woman Out. Odd Woman Out, yes. Where can we get it and when? Oh, it's it's out on Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, yes. Of yes 20, it's, it's available for pre-sale now and Kindle, Audible. I did the narration myself, and the book oh, will be awesome. uh, available for pre-sale soon. And your my audience is Morgan, like young younger women who are still you know finding. Yeah, their- I I need that. I it's need very that. funny, <laughs> hilarious, and it's yeah, hard. I know. And it's hopeful. It's really hopeful. Um, I met my husband online and, uh, you know, it was pretty amazing uh, how all those words and descriptions really did match us up. So 
honor yeah. honor your are you, are you able to say which um which app you used to match.com i don't know if nice. it's this one anymore but it had the most there you yeah. There you go. Shout out to Match.com for for you finding your soulmate, yeah. Melanie. That's pretty That's awesome. awesome. That We're is pretty lucky and happy. And he's a shrink, which really comes in handy at times. That's, I love hearing great. that. I yeah. love hearing that. So yes, so, so all our listeners out there uh, who are unlucky in love or might not have found love yet and doubting whether your soulmate is out there, uh, check out your memoir odd woman out um to be released on groundhog day and uh that is so cool melanie wow we really thank you uh melanie for being a part of below the belt show is there any other yeah, film and television you. projects that we should look out for oh, but I, I know wish- a lot i know a lot of people are, haven't been on set because of the pandemic starting things mm-hmm. start to pick up but mm-hmm. anything yeah. anything I mean, else you want to plays, plays unfortunately that haven't been recorded but hilarious plays by this man okay. eugene pack and there's wonderful, wonderful actors, all of whom are not doing anything right now. So we're all very right. available to Zoom and do roles in this, these plays. Oh, okay, cool. But, so you know, is, that, is that, do you find yourself doing more theater these days than, um, more than anything else, at least pre-pandemic? Well, um, I'm missing the theater. I think we all miss going. Yeah. I, I miss uh, Broadway I, so much. Same. Mm-hmm. I, so I see a Broadway show once a month, typically. Uh, really? Pre, pre-pandemic. Yeah, I'm in New York a lot for auditionings and, and events and stuff, so. Oh, yeah. I'm a theater lover. I'm, I hope we'll have something to love soon, but I just... Yes. Me too, me too. Uh, Michael, I just do whatever great parts get offered to me in whatever good projects with smart people I can get a hold of. Okay. And I feel I love lucky. It. I've been in a lot of successful things. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do a lot of pilots that didn't go, but for the most part, my shows have run. So I was lucky, you know, I got very lucky. And meantime, I teach uh, charisma and acting uh, online, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Sweet. The world. I'm working with two women in Australia right now who are uh, low on the totem pole in a male patriarchal culture, and they want to get promoted mm-hmm. to really good jobs. So I coach with them every couple weeks when we work on, I have them read the great commencement speeches of the great ladies. Um, and how oh wow how can we find out more about your acting coaching uh well just go to charismatizing.com charismatizing with an s charisma t-i-c-i-n-g and i've coached politicians and journalists and therapists a lot of therapists awesome yeah who who needs more coaching donald trump or joe biden uh well i in my opinion um, I think Trump needs to be suppressed. <laughs> <laughs> he's, too, he's too extroverted. Right. <laughs> yes. It's not a suppress. Mystery. Suppress may be a euphemism. He never. <laughs> he's never touched by anybody. You know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Tef- Teflon for being touched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. He just says whatever, whatever comes to him. He doesn't unfiltered, think about it. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Yeah, no touch. Very. I hear you. I yes. know. Well, my, my vote's in. So he he could uh, he could definitely benefit for from your coaching, Melanie. That's for sure. Listen, I don't think he'd listen. <laughs> Let's face it. You know. Awesome. 
Melody, you're amazing. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. A great this talent. Thank you so treat. much. Yeah. Yeah. Great to have you. You all are happy and safe in your lives. Take care. Wear masks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's sure. take a nice. Thank you. Like to take a nice little snapshot of us. Oh. Sure. I aren't just ready for your smiles. Ready in three, two. Nice. Yay. Thank you. And that's Melanie, better, that's better oh, than I look the last happy. Snapshot. <laughs> my, my yes. Hair, my and Melanie, my face. as we always end the show, if you could uh, cut a little promo, let us know who you are, uh, throw out some of your claims to fame, and let us know you're on Below the Belt show. Hi, I'm Melanie Chardoff, and I'm joining these wonderful people on Below the Belt. And I have been in the Rugrats series and the Parker Lewis series and the Seinfeld series and the Newhart series. And I have a book coming out on Groundhog Day called Odd Woman Out. I hope you'll read it. You'll learn a lot. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank, Thank you. you, Melanie. All right. Oh, you're wonderful. Thank Thanks you so much. Morgan, okay? I will. I will. And Al, why don't you send me your, your reel? I would love that. I'm going to check you out on your uh, website and send you an email. Okay. Me too. All right. Thank might you. I might, might need you for my next big audition. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I can do 15-minute coaching to get you in the frame. Yes, you know, I love that. Awesome. Amazing. Hey, I love thank that you. Could be, that could be what puts you over, Al. Yes, thank you. It's those last minutes of not thinking about anything but the story. Yes. Forget about the stakes. Forget about who's looking at you. Just it's all about the story and making the other person you're you're imagining mm -hmm. more important than you are. I love it. I love it. That's, That's great. Great, great advice. No, yeah. I love it. Just okay. a little tip of the iceberg. Just a little taste. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Tom. you. Thank you. Wow. Bye. Wow, that was a great interview. She, yeah, I, she was great. I can't wait to read her book. I want her to autograph a copy for me. Yeah. She, I mean, I can, I can really, I can really see like just, just talking to her right now. I can see how she, she can coach people. For, oh yeah. For she, knows she's talking, yeah. she knows what she's talking Absolutely, about. Absolutely. Yeah. Talking about. Like wow. I think she's, she's the first guest I think I've ever, we've ever, we've ever interviewed that actually referred to me by my name. <laughs> Which yeah. uh, oh, was. Yeah. Uh, I guess certain ver like them. certain um certain applications have the names some don't. Yeah. Depends what you use, I think. But uh, no, but yeah. you're right. She did, and then uh, Father from Mulan said our names. Yes, he oh, did. Okay. That's funny because I remember right? that when he was like, I was like, oh, he said, I'm like, he said my name. I know, but, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Michael. Like. It's funny, so when you like you can tell when people say that they're actually like really yeah. interested in you and like wanna right. and she uh, seems like, like someone that wants to help and like mm -hmm. further people's careers. Like, I'm I might I might have to look into her coaching. I you should I, I definitely want to. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, only a couple more things and then we'll wrap up tonight's show, guys. This has been an amazing show so far. And celebrity gossip news, um Zachary Ty Bryan, best known for playing Tim Allen's oldest son mm. improvement was arrested on domestic assault and strangulation charges. He lives in Eugene, Oregon. Um, he's 39. His girlfriend's 27. Apparently uh, tried to choke her out, obstructed her breathing uh, and grabbed, uh, grabbing her phone to keep her from calling 911. Wow. Dude, talk about uh, 
you know, just that your troubled child star. Like, there's so many stories of like. No, no, no. Well, oh. when you were talking about how like they're the all of the uh, the kids on that show had like troubled uh, troubled. Well, I'm sorry. Childhood. I guess I didn't clarify. A lot of child actors in general. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the original Anakin Skywalker from uh, atta- uh, from the first Star Wars prequel. Jake Lloyd. Yeah, I think he's gotten arrested for. You know, just oh so yeah, like, he's been he's been he's been quoted as saying that he regrets ever doing it. Doing he it, hates yeah. Star Wars God. so much. That's why you never see him at conventions or anything. Well, so I think a lot of it is like because he got I and mean, he was a young kid. He got savaged by right by like by so like angry much, fans. So much savageness and, and him, like and, and Ahmed Best, who played uh, Jar Jar Binks, he supposedly almost committed suicide. Yeah. From from mm. be, from people being savage, it's it's a, it, it's horrible. Like the thing is, like I feel I feel for Rose Tico. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kelly McTran who plays Rose, because she got a lot of backlash for her yeah. and her portrayal of her, the role. And just Star Wars fans, I mean, they're just some of them are great. Yeah, nerds. Like myself and a yourself. lot of, a lot of obsessive nerds can be so vindictive. Right. And that's like that's like the Absolutely. toxic part of fandom. And you know, I always talk about it and that it's just people don't realize that just because you love a property that doesn't give you the right to like completely ruin a person's life if you don't like what they did with it speaking of potential ruined lives you got a man danny masterson guys uh from that 70 show uh that 70 show could face 45 years to life if convicted on three charges of rape so he apparently tried to contested saying you know statute of limitations but the la district attorney's office office says that once the state's one strike sex offense law provides uh life sentences for certain sex offenses including allegations involving multiple victims and such crimes would not have a statute of limitations yeah he's uh... so it's been so disappointing to learn about how much of a scumbag this guy is. Because I liked him yeah. on that 70s show. If, if, if the allegations are true, but you know, one woman, okay. You know, maybe it's a he said, she said. But when you have three different women yeah, claiming forcible rape um, and the Church of Scientology getting involved to try to shut these women up, supposedly. Supposedly, Masterson and the Church of Scientology stalked and intimidated the three women. Can you believe this, guys? Um, one of them was uh, the girl's name is Chrissy Carnell Bixler, and the other two women did not identify themselves. Um, but apparently, she was drugged, uh, carried upstairs, and passed out, and woke up to find Masterson raping her. God. Um, which is uh, pretty. It's very bad. Very appalling to hear. Oh. And I, honestly, I met the guy, dude. Um, he was always really nice, always really friendly. Uh, we partied one night in D.C. Uh, we were in the VIP area. Really cool with him and Wilmer Valderrama. Wilmer's awesome guy. Saw him in L.A. He remembered me. I was at his restaurant called Geisha House, which opened at the time. Always really nice. Shook, shook my hand. Dude, hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. And so cool. I mean, he's always a nice guy. And this, if, if, if these allegations are true, it's very, very upsetting. It's very mm-hmm. upsetting. Here, man. Yeah. Um, well, we should just go out to Jeff Bridges. Um, he was yeah. diagnosed with lymphoma. 
um, the actor from The Big Lebowski. It is a very serious disease. Um, so um, that's definitely potentially really sad. And also, uh, just breaking news, um, Rush Limbaugh, conservative um, radio host and uh, author and, uh, you know, he's uh, he was actually recently diagnosed with, with cancer, lung cancer with cancer yeah. as well lung cancer yeah i was trying to pull that up yep yeah, and and apparently sadly the lung cancer is terminal um you know what i never if i disagree with somebody politically i would never wish them you know the worst there is a yeah. certain person i'm not going to name who may or may not have been on the show who said good news with the news article and i'm like Wow, dude. I mean, did this guy do anything to your family for him for you to he, wish he's, to... he's he's done a done a lot of things to a lot of families, but I agree with you that it's better to take the high road and right. with, always, not always. wish this uh I mean, he is not I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say he is not a good person, but he okay. still doesn't deserve this. Yes. Very right. good, general. See, that that's a class yeah, last answer, man. I appreciate that, man. I don't. Wish I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to wish ill will on people. That's just bad karma. Yeah, when when, when yeah. Trump got COVID nineteen, you know, I I didn't yeah, wish people. Him, you know, it's like me the, People were like, "Oh, serves him right." I'm like, "What is that doing? Like, you're just putting right. more hate hate out there." Abs- like, absolutely, yeah, Morgan. Should he? Should I'm he have worn a mask? Should he have worn a mask? Should he have? They, like yes, but you know what? Like I mean, Herman Cain, hello, Trump. Herman Cain, his good friend who died uh-huh. from COVID. Hello, I mean, is that not a warning sign? Herman Cain and, and Trump probably around the same age. You right. know, it's, it's just not, you know what I mean. It's just it's ridiculous. So we have some sad passings to announce. We already mentioned Tony Lewis of the Outfield. Uh, I don't want to lose your love tonight. Great song. This is another sad one. Um, also died of cancer, uh, Jamie Redford, the son of Robert Redford. Oh. He was only only 58. He died of cancer. He was a documentary filmmaker. Um, and very, very sad. To wow. About his, son, his son was 58. I almost forget how old Robert Redford is. Yeah, I think Robert Redford, I think he's, is he in his 90s? Or, or up, upper is 80s? Is he that old? Somebody um, um, look up his age if you can. I, I'm curious about it. Um, we also lost Dana Barada, uh, who produced uh, Marvel's Jessica Jones, Private Practice, um, at a similar age to um, James Redford at 59 due to ovarian cancer. Wow. He's gonna, Robert Redford is going to turn 85 next 85. August. Okay, so he's 85. He's 84. 84 now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, let's see. Gordon Haskell, British singer, songwriter for his stint in King Crimson, passed away. British media executive Miles Ketley, who worked with Simon Pegg and this Nick Frost production company, died unexpectedly at the age of 52. Tony-nominated actor Anthony Chisholm, um, Passed away at the age of 77. He's also rem- uh, remembered by many for his portrayal of Burr Redding on HBO's Oz. Have you ever watched that show? I can't remember who that character is. Yeah. What was it? Because I used to like that show. Anthony that Chisholm was... is the actor's name. Yeah. 
Um, was he was he like one of the old people on? No, probably not, because he was. You said well, he was like fifty-eight. He's seventy-seven. Oh, the actor that died at fifty-eight was um, Robert Redford's son. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't remember this guy at all. Okay, <laughs> but it's yeah. like. A, Oh yeah, here's a picture now you of remember. Us. Now yeah, you remember. Okay. Now I remember him. Okay. There you go. Doreen Montalvo. This is a, a Broadway actress who was just in the Heights recently. Uh, passed with the age of 56. Very very sad news. Rhonda Fleming, who starred in Alfred Hitchcock's Spellbound, Out of the Past, uh, passed away at the age of 97. Dee Cannon, British acting teacher, who taught uh, Colin Firth, Tom Hiddleston, Andrew Riseborough, and Cynthia Erivo died from melanoma. Johnny Bush, Texas, Texas country music veteran um, who worked with uh, Willie Nelson, had passed away at the age of 85. Vaughn McClure, ESPN's um, sideline reporter, died at the age of 48. Oof. He was a part of the coverage team, so... Uh, rest in peace to those who have uh, left this earth, and happy birthday to those celebrating another day uh, above ground. Um, include, Judge, include Judge Judy. It's 78 today. Happy oh. birthday. Yeah, right? Oh, she's older than I thought, too. Uh, happy birthday, Catherine Hartwick, the uh, writer of the Twilight books. She's 65. Actor Ken Watanabe uh, is 61. Uh, Jeremy Miller of Growing Pains is 44. Uh, Will Estes is 42. Michael McMillian of True Blood is 42. And as you mentioned already, Your Grace, Kim Kardashian is 40. Kimmy K. That's birthdays today, guys. Wow, what an incredible show from top to bottom, guys. Great show. Great show. We'd like to thank, of course, joining us. Bye. Yeah, right. Flew by, flies by when you're having fun, right? Yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. this one really did fly by. This was, this was it a really well did. Show. Yeah, yeah. And I got through everything, which is great. Mm-hmm. Halloween yeah. next Wednesday. Um, it's a free for all uh, show. Costumes encourage. We have Buffy the Vampire Slayer actress Juliet Landau. Can we, can we just, can we just pop on for like, uh, like you can pop on for minutes? Yeah, yeah. Pop on a, However long you want to pop on, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you want to want to say, what's up? All right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Coincidentally, I am coming as one of the Budweiser frog. Not Budweiser frogs. The what's up guys. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Your grace, your co- your closet is probably full of costumes. I yes, look forward to seeing multiple. what you have. Yes. Yes. And uh, I do uh, have a. You know, I'll save it. I'll save it a surprise for next week. How's that? Yeah, save okay. it for a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? It'll be a little fun, a little fun little uh, um, celebration. Surprise! Free, yeah. Free for all for the Halloween episode. Uh, who's yeah. who? Who's gonna be the guest next week? Um, Juliet Landau, who is Martin Landau's daughter. She played Drusilla. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. Yes. 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 She's, actually... she's actually promoting a new film too. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that for another time. But, guys, it was an amazing show. We'd like to thank, of course, the current panel, the one and only Your Grace, Morgan Fab, a.k.a. Miss LST. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Mike, the General Zod. As always. The Prince of Pop Culture, 
the fan favorite and the man with the calming presence. <laughs> uh, Always. We, and uh, for, at the first half of the program, Kristen Michelle, first-time guest co-host on BTB. Kristen did a great job uh, for her debut on BTB, along with the interview with Howie Gordon from Big Brother, that, which was a delight uh, that we heard earlier. Um, and, um, of course, we'd like to thank our special guest, Melanie Chartoff, veteran actress. She's got a memoir, Odd Woman Out, uh, as being a late bloomer married for the first time at 65. Check it out. Um, of course, you can check out um, Rugrats um, On Demand and all of the iterations of Rugrats to see more of Melanie's work. She's got a lot of work. I mean, Seinfeld, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah. I don't know if you can find Parker anywhere, though. I don't know, I don't know how you can watch that one. Um, but yeah, phenomenal show from top to bottom. I'm Al Celebrity Soto, guys. And we will see you guys next week for the Halloween Spooktacular on BTB. Closing out tonight's show, Miley Cyrus with her cover of the Cranberries Zombie to get us in the Halloween mood. I love Dolores Reardon and the Cranberries. Rest in peace, Dolores. But mm-hmm. My, Miley killed this version. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Flex. Miley is a talent. She is she's amazing. And she can't she can't do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So we're going to end with that great rendition, guys. On behalf of everybody here, we'll see you next week. Until then, peace. Peace. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, 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 bye.